If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Yeah, there we go. Now on today's program, get ready to get spooktucular. It's Final Destination 2. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Death. And we hate movies. We all go a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's got one Halloween. good scare. Huh? Welcome to the greatest time of the year. That's right. As opposed to previous years when you have known us to get a little creepy doing the spooktacular this October, we are doing things a little differently. Welcome, one and all, to the spooktucular. That's right. <laughs> Every episode in the month of October 2020, we're doing scary movies with a two e- in the title. Every time I hear it, I feel like like Toucan Sam should be saying it. <laughs> Follow your nose, Chris Cabin. Uh, yeah, so we got this one. I will say there are numbers and there are Roman numerals scattered throughout the month. I love it. And there's one uh, subtitle coming up at you. There's mm-hmm. a part two on the on the We Love Movies feed. Oh, we're, right. We're, 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 a nice mm-hmm. diversity of titles. Yeah, they, absolutely. Yeah. Every single one has two in it. You know, it's not like just a sequel. It's got to be a two sequel. I'm really shocked that we didn't use. I mean, I love the old theme song. I thought we were going to use the new one. Oh, what's that? What is this? Do it, Vin! That Do is Vin Diesel's song, my friend. Oh, I had no fucking clue what that was, dude. Because <laughs> you know why, Steve? When The other day when you sent that thing, or maybe it was Kevin that was like, here's Vin Diesel's song that he made, I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> come on! It doesn't sound like him whatsoever. No, no it also sounds like a song that should have come out in 2007. Like, absolutely yes. bare minimum. Well, that was him singing right there when he was? just played? Well, yeah, because they, <laughs> they put so much effects and fucking auto-tune over, because he sounds like a brick. So why would he, like, uh, it, it just doesn't sound like him at all. You know what? Here's the thing, Vin Diesel. Why don't you fucking come out with a goddamn liquor line, dude? No one wants to hear you sing. Great call. You know, I mean, I know we're all bored. We're all in quarantine. We're trying some stuff out. But yeah, like, this, let's do some fucking bald skull vodka. <laughs> bald skull. But, I mean, to give... Vin Diesel, some credit. You got to try everything now. Get it out of the way. Get it done with because 
Final Destination is going to happen to you, man. Everyone that COVID missed. <laughs> That's true. Oh, when, you're, when you're only worth $600 million, you really have to pump it up and do one more thing, <laughs> like make music for like bars on the beach. <laughs> Dude, you're I'll totally right, off. Kevin. If your fucking bar does not open with sand at the front door, you can't play this song inside. You don't know what the man feel like I do. Oh, now you're playing Andre the Giant? Uh, <laughs> uh, I would rather listen to a song sung by the late Andre the Giant. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, sorry to derail the whole show, but it's, yes, it's the Spooktucular. We're very excited. Final Destination 2, Andrew, draw all your stuff. <laughs> Dance Monkey. This is from 2003, directed by the late David R. Ellis, director of such classic films as Homeward Bound 2, Lost in San Francisco, Cellular, Snakes on a Plane, the final destination and shark night 3d this is his best movie then yeah easily that's not even (laughs) up for discussion like i'd say with homeward bound 2 a close second maybe also homeward bound is also in the final destination realm you know (laughs) oh dude those animals are dodging cars left and right (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's what yeah that's how they got lost twice was because they um (laughs) they just keep fucking up dude i i gotta tell you much like the parents in Home Alone, you lose all your pets a second time, remove them from the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, animal con- call fucking animal control. This, Absolutely. This is abusive. It's like fucking hoarders at that point. Totally. You're going to find those poor dogs frozen listen, in a fucking no, refrigerator. What, listen, listen what, Mrs. Benedict, could you, like, just not leave your door open every time you go out of the house? Could you just do that for us, please? <laughs> there needs to be, like, a Grim Reaper for animals. There must be. Right. I mean, you know, he would look really cute. He's got like a little cloak, but he's got like a dog snout kind of mm-hmm. a thing. Maybe he's oh. like a platypus or something. <laughs> Ooh, that's even cuter. It would have to be like a like a platypus skeleton or something. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Full on skeleton I for was, sure. Yeah, I was just saying platypus because I thought you know to a, to to appeal to every animal, it should have mm. a piece of every animal. Sure. <laughs> So you well, just want should... the bill of the platypus, then, is what you're talking well, about there? Well, I mean, that, that, that animal in general, right? That's a miscellaneous. <laughs> I guess so, but if you need a piece from every animal, dude, to make up your little pet Grim Reaper, yeah. then it's just got to be a little Grim Reaper hot dog. I mean, <laughs> Right, that's a great idea. <laughs> it's like the circle of life. It's all represented with a fucking hot dog in a fucking ghostly robe. That just sucks for an animal to be greeted to the pearly animal gates by a fucking hot dog. I don't know, dude. If a fucking hot dog came up to me and was like, hey, man, it's your time to go, I'd be like, can I have a quick bite before you take me? <laughs> well, that would be the, the end of the problem. Yeah, I guess also, it's also, I mean, this is a great, This we're getting to the bottom of something. So in, in human heaven, sure. all the hot dogs there, because obviously there's hot dogs in heaven. That's, there's hot sure. dogs in heaven. <laughs> that's a great, oh, God damn. That's that's a, we, we should write Vin Diesel's follow-up, hot dogs in heaven. <laughs> yeah, they when I cross the fi- the pearly finish line, I'm gonna see a hot dog in heaven. Every hot dog you have in heaven is made out of your pets and other mm. people's pets. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, if you're gonna make it a Vin Diesel song, you have to sound like it's a computer mumbling for most of it. Like, <laughs> What's the password? Wanna put a mustard on me? <laughs> Slather me in mustard. Uh, so this is the sequel uh, to the smash hit from what was that? Like two thousand? The first Three? one came out. Two- oh yeah, th- th- yeah. This is two thousand. This the first was two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 2000 smash hit. 
Um, this Which was also, I, by the way, this means uh, this movie takes place in an alternate 2001, by yeah. the way. I picked that up as well because it takes oh. place one year from the events of the plane crash in the first film. That's right. That's right. Um, we, so we've done Final Destination and we did Final Destination 3. Yeah. Uh, and I got to tell you, man, once again, I was having an all-out ball with this movie. <laughs> Full on ditto. I've never seen this before, and I was just I was slapping my knee a, quite a bit. This is the good. I mean, this is the good franchise. I I've, I've really what? I've I uh, compared to Saw. I would say because oh, I course. think they're very similar Mod- setups. Y- yeah, but so like modern aughts horror yes. franchise. I think it, this is the good one. And every time I rewatch, like at least the first three, every time I rewatch them, I kind of like them more. Yeah. yeah. Here's the question, Chris Kevin. Oh. How often are you rewatching these Final Destination movies? Probably once every, like, I mean, I every didn't day? watch. All, yes, every day, Eric. Every day I wake up with one and then I go to bed to three. You play Vin Diesel's song and you get yes. your fucking popcorn ready. Yeah. I don't know watching Final Destination. Be faithful. Gotta wash that glass. Oh, 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 oh. oh look at that. It looked like that's a bad car accident. Chris and I are the only ones that have seen the entire franchise right yeah so um man, yeah you guys dared each other to do it you fucking- <laughs> <laughs> that's right we dare each other every day to watch it uh i mean but this- eric last year you watched like the entire franchise in like a day or something didn't yeah, you? yeah i did a weird marathon thing and i looked up my rankings from back then and i did have this movie as the third best one and i understand a lot of people do have it as the best one and i i kind of get it with the whole the log event I enjoy oh, the log eleven that happens but, here, man. But yeah, but the but the uh, the third one directly addressing nine eleven and photography and weird conspiracy theory shit. It's just so dumb and yeah. fun. I I totally yeah. get that. I mean, the bigger thing to me is the third one has a Mary Mary Elizabeth Winstead. This has nobody. That's Literally a good call. Nobody. There's at least like an actor or two <laughs> in the third movie, and like you know. Tony Todd, God bless him. Big, big. See, here's the other thing. It's tough to weigh this way, right? Because a big complaint of ours from part three, you've got like Tony Todd on like the roller coaster voiceover thing, but you don't see that beautiful face. At least in this movie, he's got one scene, definitely not enough screen time. Uh, that's why I say final destination, advantage final destination two. There, he's got a scene and he's doing stuff. You rip, he rips off a nipple ring. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on. I, I think if you had said to me like before last night, like, hey, man, you think you're going to go through your whole life and maybe at some point you'll see Tony Todd rip a nipple ring out of the nipple of a corpse? I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, did you guys have a different cut? Do you actually see it happen? Yes, you yeah. do. I didn't see it happen. I, I see them cutting back like him pulling it and pulling it. Uh, oh, I, good question. Because you, you don't see it rip through okay. a nipple. Okay, see, because the, I'm team show it. <laughs> Chris, sure. the theater of the mind. Exactly. A little oh, yes, bit. You know, they, they tease. Well, you do see, like, you see the nipple about to give out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the dam is about to break on that you're, nipple. You're correct that this movie is all about restraint. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll see that in the car uh, crash that mm-hmm. opens it. It's all about like holding back, showing what you need to show. Should quickly mention the nippleman, and we'll get to him later. But that the actor, the you know, Canadian, obviously, everyone in this is vomiting maple syrup. But uh, he was the man who played Colby in I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer, previous episode from one of our 
Listener request months. A lot of uh, wow. Canadian pals popping up in this episode. We'll 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 get to all of them. <laughs> now that's a confusing thing, yeah, because like clearly this is a Vancouver production. Uh, the first movie uh, was set on a high school on Long Island, right? And mm-hmm. we're told that like it's the same-ish area, right? Because we mm-hmm. see the school bus like from the first high school. Uh, you know, all this stuff. But at one point, I have to say, a little geographic beef I have here is that uh, we see our protagonist, Kimberly, at one point. You see her driver's license, or like a form or something, and you get her address. It says she lives in White Plains, which Mm -hmm. is nowhere near Long Island. So big flub here. Now, nowhere near. I mean, it's like probably an hour drive yeah, that's and eventually she, she she does a whole like map quest we get to see very riveting film i understand why people <laughs> rank it the best you see the map quest or whatever it is the directions from white plains to stony brook and now that is a quintessential new york drive that is don't stop for anything interesting and that is <laughs> that is new york that is new york I, I will say um i'm pitching a show um to the food network called geographic beef where uh it's just <laughs> it's the four of us going around eating red meat in different states and or you know all around the world actually let's go all around the world I like this. absolutely yeah. and what do we do we get in arguments with people <laughs> yeah that's what i thought everybody are we just going to voice our grudges to random strangers in each town? <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's a really good question. How do you get the beef? You know, the well, here's, we get. here's I think I got it, Steve. I think okay. I solved the beef issue is you find places like Philly where there's like, hey, here's fucking uh, yeah. cheesesteak place A and here's cheesesteak place, place B. And then we fucking sample from both. Mm-hmm. And then we decide the winner of the geographic you know, beef, the geographic right. beef, exactly. And then we get into a street fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, then we're just the last ten minutes of every episode is us breaking glass over people's heads. <laughs> yes, that would be great. It's like man versus food, but for guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like episode two, the arrest episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're going to fucking debut over on Busted. Uh, sorry, guys. Yep, uh, Chris Cabot is out this mu- maybe forever. He That, that guy died. Uh, that guy that he stabbed. Actually, yeah, he died. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Episode three will be 15 years long because we have to follow them all in prison uh, for all the damage they did to this town. Yeah, Chris will not appear on this episode. That bond amount was way too high. We couldn't afford to spring him. What's the best thing to secretly eat at a courthouse? <laughs> That's the latest episode. It, and the answer is uh, filled Ritz crackers. That's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, it totally, Chris, dude. When you're in jail, you could raid Pruno. I could. I could make Pruno. That's what be Prison good. wine? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, everybody knows what this franchise is, right? Kids avoid death, and then they're fucking picked off one by one in hilarious mousetrap, the board game-esque deaths. I, I, that's You know what, Andrew, though? That's the problem, is that everybody knows what this movie's about, but the first 45 minutes literally is telling you you have to be told what the, what the yeah. first movie is about you have to be shown what the first movie is about mm-hmm. everyone has to sit down and learn over and over again even though they have this incredibly clumsy credit sequence where they tell you the movie anyway dude this news report or whatever the shit it is where it's like this guy arguing with some pepe silvio conspiracy <laughs> theory lunatic I swore, I swore when I heard that voice that was Devin Sawa. Thank you very much, Kevin, because I thought the exact same thing. And I was like, Chelsea was like sort of watching it with me, but more like on her computer in the room. And I was like, sounds like someone is doing a Devin Sawa impression. She was like, yeah, it definitely does. And I was like, oh, I heard something. Because I remember like when we did part three 
I maybe asked you guys if he was in this movie at all or something. And I was like, no, there was something about he's in this movie some way. So I thought maybe this was like the big cameo, but it's just like another gentle he, Canadian that he, sounds exactly like him. He looks Ooh. exactly like Jimmy Simpson in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. yes. Speaking of Pepe Silvio, I absolutely. Mean, this talk show is just so bizarre because what they're talking about is like straight up like is this InfoWars? Am I watching the quote-unquote history channel right now? What is this? <laughs> I thought it was like a lo- like a local news affiliate talk show. But it's kind like of thing. it's like someone taking it serious and be like, "Well, go, okay, go on about this mystical force of death is trying, <laughs> is like a real person hanging out." You know what it reminded me of is the talk show that Bill Murray is the host of at the beginning yes! of the second Ghostbusters Absolutely. movie. Uh, the psychic world or whatever it is. But the problem is it's, it's over the credits, which is sort of fine. But like it's just like weirdly cut in with like shots of A.J. Cook, who's the lead in this movie, of Criminal Minds fame. She stars in about 795 episodes is of Criminal Minds. Is that right? Absolutely. Oh. Dude, I got to watch some of that because you, sh- dude, you it's, know. It's a good making dinner and let's just mm. let's watch people get serial killed for oh. a while. Now, sure. so wait, 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 wait. When did you guys turn 79? <laughs> <laughs> Watch a criminal to, minds, really? I can't wait till I can get my fucking AARP card, dude. <laughs> no, but actually, here we go. Look at this. Yeah, Jennifer Jarreau, fucking 15 years on that show. Mm. Dude, that's that's a lot of fucking money, my friend, is it what is. that is. And that's on, I think it's on WeTV. They, they dedicate Tuesdays and Saturdays to just play criminal minds. Oh my is God. that right? So oh, the wow. residuals are nuts. You dude. know the only other thing that I know her from, because I, I haven't seen any criminal minds, I did not watch the Eliza Dushku True Calling show but she is one of the titular uh i guess they're not titular well in a way yeah she's one of the daughters in the virgin suicides yeah i rewatched that earlier this year holds up great movie. totally oh nice yeah i haven't revisited in a while but yeah i, I know her from that and i think that kind of might be uh, yeah she's also in wishmaster 3 she's the lead there <laughs> Oh, that's right. We tried watching that. We were like doing like a group watch on yes. Pluto TV a couple months ago. And sadly, I, yeah, that is not a fucking state. That was a uh, I was reading the text as they came in, but I was not group watching. <laughs> yeah, not, not yeah no, there. I think it was just me and Steve. We called we called it after like 40 minutes. I'm like, this is once the gin finally showed up and it wasn't our good friend, uh, whatever his name is, uh, Davos. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Uh, oh, yeah. He brings some tonic with him. <laughs> you know what else she's in though not to go through this woman's entire filmography but a potential stay tuned is the disastrous out cold Ooh. the snowboarding comedy from 2001 oh. with zach galifianakis yeah. and others including i believe the london brother that faked his own kidnapping i do think it's him <laughs> and and generally speaking skiing and snowboarding movies Lost cause. <laughs> Nobody can do it right. It Whoa. always sucks. It always sucks. Shots well, fired at ski school. Uh, it is I'll, that movie sucks. I'll tell you what. If if you want to date this thing in all sorts of big bad ways here, one I remember when it came out. We were working at the multiplex at the time, Chris Cabin. I remember this played yep. at our theater. But if the the IMDb image, like the poster image, is from the like a DVD release. We got two quotes on here, and these are the kind of people that should not be allowed to review movies. Someone from the Arizona Daily Star says, "Hilarious roller coaster laugh fest," while Raleigh News and Observer says, "Animal House on Ice." <laughs> I forget what what it was. I think it was just some random comedy that came out, and the whole the only quote on the DVD was in like like the Houston Daily Star, and it just said, "I liked it." 
exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even, that's more like, well, I liked it. You know what right. I mean? Like after yeah. everyone like totally bashes something for an hour, <laughs> you know, and then it, you're just like, well, you know what? I liked it. So there. I liked Anim- it. Animal House on Ice, that means it was just DOA, right? It's on a slab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, was, it, they iced it. So she had a career <laughs> in the early aughts and threw on, like just, you know, your attractive white lady that just kind of just shows up in things, I guess is the idea. Totally. You know, she's one of these actors that just can phase in and out of things completely unknown, like the invisible woman or something. Yeah, she's like vapor. <laughs> vapor? Yeah, she's a vapor actor. I mean, a lot of this cast are, are pure vapor. The, this dude playing the, the state trooper officer, <laughs> Burke, oh my God, the fucking log that kills him has more charisma. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, I was just sort of like looking really quickly to see if this dude was in anything, but what a lost uh, cause. Uh, I mean, uh, he's, uh, he's in stuff, but it's just like shit you would never watch. Uh, I yes, I was the uh, log in Final Destination <laughs> 2. You know, I tried out to be, you know, I was willing to be cut to be in Twin Peaks The Return <laughs> just for a minute, just to be held by the log. I mean, she's so famous, the log lady. That's all I want. But you know what? Passed up. <laughs> my uh, my cousin was in Out Cold. He played a pair of skis. Uh, <laughs> they uh, gave his life for that role, but you know it was really yep. really worth it. It was dedicated to him as well. You know the uh, Christmas tree from uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's my father. Yep, that's, that's him right there. <laughs> that's it. Yep. Uh, my family comes from a, a long log line. Of <laughs> oh man, getting, getting chopped down to be in movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my um, uh, my my, my uh, uncle had an indie success. He was the chair from Reservoir Dogs, and you know the stuck in the middle with you scene. Oh man, he's got some stories. He yeah, has got uh, some stories. And of course, yeah, we are acting royalty. My great grandfather played a book in a <laughs> classic Hollywood picture. My uh, my great grandpappy was uh, part of the wood uh, making up the train trestle in Buster Keaton's The General. Long, proud tradition of being cut down to be in the movies. Uh, I would say the two noticeable people in this movie are, of course, Allie Larder returns as her character, Clear Rivers. And, of course, the aforementioned Mr. Tony Todd returns as Mr. Bloodworth. I will say I love Tony Todd's IMDb picture because it looks like it was taken right after he just got done having a great time at a wedding. If you look really quick, he's got like this right, awesome I'm, I'm tie bring- that's like a little undone. The collar's open. I'm gonna bring it up. He was like, you know, he was all, all. Uh, oh yeah, that's the I see. You know that. what I mean? Like he was all dressed up for the day, and then it's like I've been dancing all oh, night. Yes, you loosen that tie because he's about to hit it, man. <laughs> uh, we should say Ter- uh, Terrence T. C. Carson was uh, on Living Single for a million and a half years as well. Oh, oh yeah. yes, of course. Kyle, I believe his character. Yes, you're totally right. He oh, looked, really? That was a guess. Nice. He looks better as the movie goes on, but the first scene he, he's in when he's being interrogated for some reason, like he looks like he was friends with Ned Flanders' parents. <laughs> yeah, he's got the sweater and the glasses, and he's oh, like, yeah. yeah, it's 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 a bit much. He is he is another moment. That scene specifically that you're talking about when they're all at the police station is another moment of we're just going to let this character talk and he is going to explain that first movie but to it, anybody who wasn't paying attention <laughs> 20 minutes ago. That's the crazy part. They keep doing it. It's like, I've literally got it. I, I, it's not that difficult of a concept to get, you, ladies and gentlemen. 28 minutes before the movie ends, they explained all the deaths <laughs> that happened in the first movie. Yeah. I'm like, what's the point? <laughs> 
not not a not a lot of point here. No. So with the first film, it was a plane crash, and this one we've alluded to it a little bit, but it's a massive car pileup mm-hmm. that is caused by a a log truck, a logging truck that you know has a little chain break, and one of the logs falls out and causes causes chaos. And I have to say, what an exquisite sequence! Gorgeous. It's the best because it, it starts. Yeah, she's like. Um, She's going to go, and her dad is, like, overprotective. And this movie, by the way, was written by the two dudes who wrote Butterfly Effect, and it shows. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, in, in, in this exchange specifically at the beginning here. Because, like, her, her dad's like, oh, you got your mace, you got your this, you got your that. She's like, Dad, it's Daytona, not Somalia. And I'm like, what Whoa. the fuck? Also, and you've the, got like her other friend there that's yes, making yes. comments in front of the father. Like, can we get go, can we go get the guys? I'm getting horny. <laughs> uh, yes. Did you now hear that, is- Dad? I said I'm really horny. I cannot wait to get fucked. Well, that, oh, that's right. Because he's like, oh, you got your mace, you're this, you're that. And she's like, yeah, you got your condoms, your whipped cream, your whips. And I'm like, lady, can we just wait until we're out of my dad's earshot yeah, before right. you start think- with your weird sex shit? I think she says whips and chains or something. Yeah, she does. And then she- when Kimberly is like, hey, man, did you really need to say that in front of my father? She's like, oh, it's all right. Your dad's cool. I was like, yeah, maybe. But like. No dad wants to hear, like, oh, my little girl's going off and getting fucked on spring break. <laughs> hey, with, just... with chains and whips. Don't tell my dad we're meeting Pinhead in Daytona, okay? <laughs> All right? Okay. Oh, hello, Kimberly. Oh, no. Oh, shit. The, the Grim Reaper took Kimberly from me. Damn you, Grim Reaper. I had such delicious margaritas to show her. <laughs> A Daytona. That's the other thing. We're in New York. You're driving to fucking Florida for spring break? Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Don't you have to get there and turn right around to go back? Seriously. <laughs> I, I did that once, and actually this happens in the beginning of the movie. For no reason, There's like when they pick up the guys, it's just these two stoner guys, and they get they get flashed really quickly. And this oh, ha- right. I was driving with buddies to uh, Tampa Bay uh, when a friend of mine uh, went to school there, so that, that's how, that was our big spring break. It took a really long time to get there. <laughs> and um, we got flashed, and my friend, who was closest to the window, his retort was, you have really beautiful breasts. <laughs> oh, wow. Got it. I yeah, mean, that's, that's, that's it. That's the, I mean, that's the best thing you can say, I yeah, think. It's not bad. I mean, <laughs> it's it's complimentary. It's polite. <laughs> First of all, everybody knows you got to go the sideshow Bob route. Capital knockers, madam. <laughs> oh, that's a good one if you have that opportunity. Totally. Always have capital <laughs> knockers in your back pocket. So you had this experience where you're just driving down to Florida, and mm-hmm. was it a woman on the back of a motorcycle like we see in the film here? I believe it was a competing car full of gals and they were wow. going wherever they were going yeah it was a real fucking uh uh vacation-esque moment you, you steve i had no idea about this story i had no idea you lived like this mtv spring break type of lifestyle yeah, totally so it- dude he's a regular tom green in the summer of 2003 <laughs> Yeah, he's Did one of the he, uh, gyrating models at the MTV uh, Beach House. You don't remember? Well, actually, Eric, you met, didn't meet me until my junior year. I was wearing Hawaiian shirts that freshman year, buddy, wow, and you could yeah. you could see it. There's a reason I didn't meet you. I wasn't cool enough. <laughs> no, you, right? you just said no thank you, actually. <laughs> I've got a question about the guest list for this road trip, if I may. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got Kimberly... Uh, and then you've got her friend who's like this blonde, like very stereotypical sort of cheerleadery person. She was Vinny's girlfriend for a stretch in Entourage. That sounds about right. 
That's hey, I'll all take I remember. It. I'll take your and word that, for and it. And terrible movie Skinwalkers she's also in. Oh, Skinwalkers. Uh, what is Skinwalkers? It's, like it's, a, a it's a werewolf movie, right? It is. It's a movie Chris Cabin and I watched at like 3 o'clock in the morning about 10 years ago. <laughs> Smart move. Yeah, um, it was really good. But she's like, so she, the, the blonde has the line, can we go get the guys I'm getting horny? Sure. And then when you see the yeah, fucking yeah. product in the back seat that they've picked up, it's a fucking fat stoner dude and a dude who is so stuck in 2003. It, like this guy, if you had to like be like, computer, what did 2003 look like? This dude is coming up. No wow. bones about it. You know what? That means he's ahead of the times because this takes place in 2001. <laughs> this guy right. is a trendsetter. I mean, well, I would I be mean, honored to go with him to Daytona. Early aughts looking is what I mean. No, I you know, know what I, I mean? Know, I know. The frosted and I'm like, tips, the whole thing. Yeah, and it's just like... Was she planning on fucking one of these two bums or what? Well, I mean, I think that the thing is that if you look at the youth culture in this movie, and it is, try, you know, it's a, it's not, they're not, nobody's like a teenager and you get some teenagers, but like it is so like early aughts, like metal kid culture kind of a thing. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the other, like, yeah, the fat kid looks like me in, in high school, which <laughs> bad news. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the other one looks like a Power Man. Got kicked out of Power Man Five Thousand without the Coutremont on. Yes, like he just has like so nothing he's just... to. He's like like a black jacket in the middle of spring break. Would you say he's Man Five Thousand? He is Man Five Thousand, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Eric. Okay. And the weird thing about Stoner guy, it's like he's just smoking this this joint to the head. Like nobody else is in on it. And yeah. like, it's got to be a question of like, hey, do you mind if I light this? Or, hey, anybody want some? And then everyone has to say no. Like, it's just kind of like, I, that's, that's how I spent my teen years is smoking pot in cars. But it was, a, it was a communal activity. Sure. But it always ran the risk. And they fucking run into it. And this movie is the thing that I just could not handle, which is why I never smoked weed in cars. Is, oh, put that shit down. Put that shit down. Oh, Here comes a cop. It, put that shit down. Here comes a cop. Like, put, it, put, it, put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. That, you that, know, that, that, like, that, that, you know, it's it's all great that we could get together as friends and drive around, smoke a doob and listen to the Deftones. But like, how can I possibly enjoy that when the fucking police are at every turn? Yeah, that's it, true. That's how that, that's why I I really enjoy being an adult and having a house that's my own. <laughs> exactly. Uh so you know whatever man. They they pick up the guys and they're driving down the road this dude's smoking a doob and everything and then you know this is the vision starts, you know. And I totally I forgot that this is what these movies do for so for a second I was like, "Holy shit, this is off to a great start." And it doesn't invalidate any of it cuz you still get to see all these amazing kills and then you get to see these horrible people die again later after you've got to know them and hate them for <laughs> well, a little bit. This is, but I was duped. I was duped, I'll admit it. This is definitely a step up from the first one because you don't get to see each person die on that fucking airplane. I mean, yeah. this is, to me this is the best thing the franchise has done, period. Is this car accident. It is Oh boy, I, I I was watching it. I asked Jen to watch it, uh, just this one scene because it's like, oh man, this is too good. She forgot she saw this movie and she realized she has like a weird phobia of like a water bottle rolling under her brakes because of oh, this movie. <laughs> shit, yeah, totally. Yeah, we should go through like the little bit of what exactly happens in this. Like the dudes are smoking weed in the back and they're like, oh my god, there's a cop behind us. Drop, merge into the next lane randomly. Don't even look. Just, <laughs> yeah, just totally. fucking start swerving in the middle of the road. And I'm Quick, gonna... there's a cop behind us. Drive like shit. <laughs> I have a great, I have an even better idea. Let me 
flick this joint out at a different car, yep. land on their fucking wi- their their windshield like a total asshole. Also, dude, yeah, lady, lady uh, clean that windshield. All this fucking leaf debris everywhere. Like pine still. needles and leaves. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? It starts a fire. I mean, she puts on like the uh, windshield wipers and the fluid there. So, and th- then what else happens? How d- the, the 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 log comes loose. Log comes loose, well, and the cop ro- isn't looking at it. And the cop well, is like looking down at some fucking uh, monitor or something. No, this oh. no, this cop is a total asshole. It's it's our, our hero cop uh, mm-hmm. who was who was the guy from uh, he was the guy from Lois and Clark who played Jimmy Olsen for one season got. Uh, released because he was too Italian looking. Uh, look that up. But he had a he has this big cup of coffee with no lid on it, burling hot right next to him. And, and you know it's what it is? Rattling around. Here's the other thing, Steve. I don't think we're using an actual cup holder. It's like kind of precariously placed on his like little police car computer nope, area. Nope, nope, mm-hmm. nope, nope. Maniac and so, fucking so, put a top on that thing. Are we saying we can't we can't have cup holders, but you can have AR-15s uh, and tanks? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 he wasn't going to pay for that for that extra thing at the dealership. Uh-uh. Listen, that wasn't going to happen. Not only should we fucking defund the police, but we should get some fucking Dunkin' Donuts gift cards so they can be buying coffee with fucking tops on them. <laughs> or yeah, I mean, Christ on the. Like to drive like this, it's yeah. just there. By the way, there's a beer truck as well with the dude oh, driving. Right. It's just drinking beer. I dude, love it. You, you don't get high on your own supply. Beer delivery guy, <laughs> what come is he on, doing? man. Busting open the back. Dude, I mean, yeah, I think he's got a little assistant just giving him fucking road sodas and, from the back. And then he, he's, I don't remember him being even in the accident. No, he's not. He's <laughs> no. just kind of, he's, he's just fine. having a good time. He, he he makes it. Oh, by the way, they a, a bus. We said a school bus passes them by, and you know, in these Final Destination movies, it's all about you start to understand death is giving you signals that you're about to die. Right. And this car, I mean, like, I, I would love to know the team mascot, what their thing is, because they're just chanting "pile on" in the middle, <laughs> or no, "pile up," right? Pile. Uh, I think it's "pile on." Oh, it's "pile on." Oh, pile yeah. on. Pile. No, it, like, I think it's "pile up." I'm no, almost it, certain it is, it's "pile it is, up." It is, yeah, car accident. Car accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to Westchester car accidents. <laughs> yeah, woo. You know this is that's the football team from the school from the first movie. The New Rochelle Whiplashes. Yeah. <laughs> the New Rochelle Fender Benders. Look out! Here we go. Here comes the Poughkeepsie fiery deaths. <laughs> Uh, oh, the fucking oh, uh, the Mount Vernon uh, jackknives, dude! They're gonna come get you. <laughs> Make way for the East Chester T Bones. <laughs> it's like they're just yelling pile pile up over and over again, and she's like, "Well, that's odd." And she puts on the radio, and it's Highway to Hell, and she's like, "Oh, there's something going on here." And this is when, yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, the song. I mean, it means we might be on a highway. We might go to hell today. The, there's a big old fucking logging truck which no one wants to be behind, and you also see uh, Christmas Vacation. No one wants to be behind that fucking logging truck, it's dude. True. It is the combination of Christmas Vacation and me seeing trailers for this movie that, like, whenever I'm on the road, if I see one of these motherfuckers, I am passing right by as fast as possible. I'll go fucking ninety <laughs> miles an hour to get out of the way of one of these things. Don't worry about it. Uh, and it comes loose. It gets the cop. First, because he's like, ew, coffee. And his, <laughs> this, this, great. this log goes through his head. And you, and what I love about it, it's CGI, but it looks great. 
this blood, like it's it's a bloody stump that comes out the other end. Yeah, you kind beautiful. of you kind of just see it go through the windshield and the back window, and it's just yep. blood everywhere. It's fucking nice. like yep. that log goes into the car, and it's like a person's face. And when it comes out the other end, it's just a bunch of hamburger helper. <laughs> All right, we can only do this once. We packed the entire fucking trunk with fifty squibs. <laughs> now just let the log go. You know, it's not that bad of a way to go. You're right. Like it seems pretty fast. And no, that dude was killed instantly. There's no question it, about you, it. You get more in tune with the earth. You know. Yeah, but then your <laughs> balls are burning from that coffee too. It's like a <laughs> ouch. Oh no! It's See, a, it's a one-two combo. Once punch. your head's gone, you don't have to worry about the balls. I guess so. But Steve's right though, because there's something so humiliating. Like you just scalded your nuts with some coffee because you couldn't be bothered to have a top and use a cup holder. So that's embarrassing. And then it would be one thing if he didn't see the log coming, but <laughs> he does. So it's like a mother on top of yeah. ball burning. Yeah. That's unfortunate. So, I mean, even though his balls were in distress, he still got wood. <laughs> oh, man. I will say, I think one of the reasons why this crash scene is so great is that David R. Ellis, rest in peace, uh, was a stuntman in his career at one point, did a lot of stunt work, and continued after he started directing movies to do, like, stunt things here and there. And you can always tell that, like, the person, when the person behind the camera really understands stunt work and stuff like that. Because he goes, and then comes the motorcycle, uh, who's the guy from Living Single, uh, T.C. Carson. He, like, just sort of skids out of control... Like he and he like he gets off his motorcycle, skids for a long time, and then gets impaled by his own motorcycle. Yeah, that's uh, you know again embarrassing way to go. But it's another like you fell off a motorcycle and slammed into a log, so that's painful. And then you saw your own motorcycle <laughs> come and take your life. You know what I just realized is. Uh... <laughs> Gary Busey must be, you know, he he's dodging death every day. Oh, oh my God, the Grim Reapers are on me at every turn. It's the, oh man, it's it's doubling back on me. It keeps trying to get me. It keeps trying to get me. Ever <laughs> since that motorcycle, you think you're getting me into a dentist? You got nothing coming. <laughs> oh, dude, definitely not. That's why he's in a padded room right now. It just is <laughs> just to be safe. It's best if I just lay low. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's how he goes. There's a dude. There's like rock star fuck up guy who's like blowing coke and his gremlin as he's driving. And this is the thing is, like I said, I mean, I never, I never drove. I was in cars with people, and we would smoke pot. That seems like a communal activity. Are people just blowing rails on the highway? Is oh, that for something sure. That, all of right. course, yeah. <laughs> okay. Did you see time. Goodfellas? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah, no, because it's definitely like, a, oh, hey, man, I could just take a little bump really quickly. Like, that's what he's doing. But, like, these characters, and at least the first movie is fleshed out a little bit. You get to know, like, what Sean William Scott's, like, you know, he's kind of a loser, but he likes sports. The characters, like, feel lived in more so. This is just, like, this guy does coke. He dresses like he's going to, I don't know, well, insert emo band name here. Yeah. A show. And then there's like nothing about him. Every, because everybody knew them each other from the first one. Like there was already yes. a community built. This you're one, they're totally all right. strangers. Like who's yeah. like, who, There's true. nothing to it. Like you're well, just like, oh, get killed. Get killed well, and get killed. Because it, it's a high school movie in the first one. It's like, oh, you know, we, we, 
you're a bully, you're not a bully, you're a cool kid, you're a nerd. All that like it gets easily grafted. Like yeah. you said, but also like it's not even like they're the same age range or anything like that you know there's a mother and child you know what i mean it's just totally total strangers yeah yeah it's weird and i think they must have learned their lesson though because at least in the third one again it's all like high school kids and they all know each other yeah but they forget the lesson again uh, i think in those other sequels oh is that right well yeah because one is like a suspension bridge right so that's all strangers there I, i mean i think they should have kept it in high school or maybe take it to college and maybe it's like Oh man, you were supposed to die butt chugging that vodka. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh man, death goes to college. Final Destination Three. I like that better. Yes, yes. And then you get like um, Tony Todd as a um, as a professor there, maybe in the med school. Yes. Cadavers. Yeah. Oh yeah. What are you talking about, Dad? I just drank fifty beers. Well, that can do it. Actually, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but that will do it. The mother I, and I think. By the way, I think we all cheated death at least a few oh times oh my god are you kidding oh, me absolutely no the reaper's been coming for me for years <laughs> the there's a mother and a son and the son's got two big water bottles and he's playing like drums with them and when the accident starts to happen that he it rolls under uh her brakes she can't break and she just her car explodes like full-on simpson joke car explosions yes up and down this this explosion it's great there are like there's a couple of the and then like the most exquisite one is there's like a douchebag in a sports car who this is Colby from I'll always know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. He like gets into a wreck and you see like our protagonists, their car sort of rolls over. Yeah, you got oh you got one of those SUVs, they'll flip on over you. Oh they'll <laughs> flip oh that Canyonero's gonna flip right over <laughs> Dude, on you. They they fucking they hit a fucking uh, uh a keychain and they fucking flip. <laughs> And so, like, this protagonist, this Kimberly character, is watching this kid stuck in his car while, like, CGI flames burn him, you know, and he's still alive and screaming. And I'm like, wow, this is really horrible. And then, like, as if the movie was like, you think that's bad, (laughs) this truck driven by the devil himself flies through a different truck, not the logging truck, flies through this wall of flames and just incinerates this guy and i know pileups happen but i mean like breaks do exist and it's like it's also like clear as day there's no rain it's not dark out like fucking slow down if you see a flaming wreck like, truck yeah <laughs> a quarter mile up the road the beer guy got out of his truck and looked like oh god i'm glad i'm drunk jesus <laughs> <laughs> Just like you can slow down, you could swerve possibly. Do not plow through children. Or just, you know, how about pulling over? <laughs> yep. Exactly. Why don't we just stop driving for a little bit and get a handle on the situation? Well, no, even in spring break, there is ice on the road. Uh, so everybody skirts and squeezes <laughs> yeah, towards exactly. the fucking death. Uh, this other girl, this businesswoman girl, her car flips up, I think, and then explodes, possibly. That's that's fun. Yeah, she does. She flips over and goes right into another wall of flames. <laughs> Just she, tremendous. She's this weird character where it's like, I imagine she works for like a big pharma kind of thing or something. She's shown like constantly smoking little like cigarillo type things like I see something like that in a movie. I'm like, well, I instantly hate this character. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, that's literally all you know about her is that she is a quote unquote businesswoman and she smokes cigarellos. That's like yeah. the top and bottom of her character. 
No, well, you know, if you knew anything else about her, it would be out of fashion for the rest of the movie. Oh, and she gets a little annoyed every once in a while. She yeah, seems very yeah. she put upon. A type A the, kind of personality, you'd call that. Sure. They kind of have a thing where it's like, had they lived through this movie, maybe her and the cokehead were going to like awkwardly get together at one point or something. Because uh, there's that like movie like insult flirting that happens. Yes. And I was like, oh, I don't know with these two. <laughs> and then they fucking die horribly, so it doesn't matter. Uh, and then she like, sna- uh, Kimberly snaps out of it when uh, she gets plowed by this car. And she's like, oh my God. And realizes she turns on the radio highway. The hell is there? There's some lady who's got just cans. And that's another. <laughs> oh, right. There's a homeless lady yes. like banging on the window. She's cans. She's really the one that like sets it off. And like the reason is she's holding her, 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 her bag of cans upside down. You had one job, homeless lady. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. She didn't, well, she didn't have any job. Exactly. <laughs> saying, her only job is to hold the fucking thing the right way. Oh, there was all a over ho- the uh, she had a one homeless related job. So she's on the side of the highway. This on, by she's credited as on ramp lady, which I sure. appreciated. But so she's just walking around collecting cans that have been thrown out of cars, I guess. So there's probably a lot of emptying out trucker piss. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's man. It's a living man. Yeah, no fucking lemon lime Gatorade bottles for you, lady. <laughs> she's just going through like the bushes. That's piss. <laughs> yeah, that's piss. Mountain Dew, but it could be also piss. <laughs> yeah, well, it may have piss in it, but it's still worth five cents. Uh, it depends. Yes. If, if, if you're feeding it to a machine, it's worth five cents. If you're giving it to a person, it is not. Well, sure. Uh, Sorry, yeah. lady, this has piss in it. <laughs> Denied. Only worth Three cents. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Deduct two cents for piss. Oh, Jesus. This one is like asparagus pee. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Now you owe me five cents. There are three condoms in this can of cherry Coke. <laughs> I'll take wet cigarette butts, but that's as far as I'll go. Oh, shit. This is how the Matrix starts, guys. You know, people start putting cum into coin returns and shit, and the uh-huh. fucking machines uh-huh. start being like, all right, well, you know, we don't want this, but we'll use it. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant they become sentient from it. Oh, the maybe. human biology sort oh, of merges. That's a great call. That's probably how that works. Or they grow babies, you know? That's For honestly fuel. where I thought you were taking this, too. It was very unlike you to not go that route. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to go somewhere and I forgot where I was and I swerved erratically. I I, I believe this totally. I think the Nebuchadnezzar was a Tesla that was just full with cum one day. <laughs> oh my God. Right? Yes. I mean, it would make sense. I think so. I think that's right. Uh, so, yeah, we're back on the on-ramp and she is like, you know, blocking what turns out to be the line of traffic of all the people that we just saw die. So she's like, oh, hey, okay, let's uh, let's pull in front of the on-ramp here and like block the traffic, and I'm going to save all of these people kind of a thing. And this is where we're introduced again to our Sheriff Duty here, whatever this guy's name is. Sheriff, no, no, Officer Burke. Officer Burke, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say mostly accurate... Um, New York State Trooper uniforms, by yes, the way. Yes, I was surprised. Later on, we do get Chief Tyrell from Battlestar Galactica playing a sheriff's department member, I believe. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
Um, so yeah, so this guy's like, oh, hey, miss, you know, what's going on here? Uh, you're blocking all this traffic. And she's like, hey, I'm prov- I had this vision. You remember Flight 180 from last year, right? Well, it's the one-year anniversary. <laughs> and um, as he's doing this, like, then you see, like, all these people that were going to die, which are, we talked about, like, they're behind him, like, hey, come on, we want to go on the highway and get fucking killed. <laughs> and as they're having this argument, he's like, lady, get out of the car. They get out of the car. And this truck just plows right into her, her fucking SUV, killing all of her friends instantly. Well, that's the second truck. That's what's outrageous. Is like the accident starts happening, and they're like, see, it happened. And she's like standing sort of out of the way watching the log thing. And then that fucking devil truck <laughs> that right. came through the wall of flames, that's the one yes. that just rams her car. And the, the, you know, the, the state trooper saves her. But these three friends that I'm sitting here like, yes. hey, I thought these guys were in the movie. I definitely thought like, oh, how's stoner guy going to get it? What about exactly? You know, I was like, oh, is, is, uh, is horny girl going to hook up with 2000s guy? That's kind of fun. No, they're all dead. Yeah, it would be- totally. And I got to say, like, nice move, screenplay. Like, truly did not see that coming. That's true. You don't see it coming. But at the same time, it's like, those are the people I've gotten to know. Yes. Like, yes. I want to see sure. them. Yeah. You, you, you shoot your wad and you take out them all. Like, give me a little bit one by one. <laughs> but then I know we're doing that with the fucking traffic people. Oh, 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 oh Traffic oh, no. people. The movie about traffic people. What happened to the horny lady? Oh, no. I was attached. <laughs> yes, I was exa- there. That's exactly what I was thinking, because I was like, mm, I bet she'll die hornily. <laughs> hornily, yes. Absolutely. What type of horny mishap. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, know? man. You do not want to die for the, via horny mishap, dude. 66% chance for me. That, that's what I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> I like those odds. <laughs> Uh, so then in a weird turn of events, for some reason, because like she, you know, convinced this cop that she knew that accident was going to happen. This cop is like, all right, so the move is to take all of these people who were stuck in traffic downtown to a police station. I guess so. And like, like good luck getting these people to follow you, asshole. Am I being detained? Can I speak to my lawyer? Two questions I'd like to ask. Um, Do all of them have to say I would like to speak to my lawyer? Are they <laughs> being interrogated? I, I was really confused by this. And the chief is just like, ah, yeah, that's uh, pretty crazy. And that's that's kind of all he says. <laughs> yeah. This, by the way, that guy I wrote down in my notes, his name is Colmeaty. Cole, Cole because <laughs> oh, he kind of yes. looks like Colmeaty, but he's a yeah. little heavier. He doesn't totally. sound anything like him, though, but. Chief O'Brien's been going to the fucking uh, replicator for some Burger King drive-thru, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, that's the only way you can do No, you have to go to the holodeck for that. You could only get Burger King on the holodeck. <laughs> it needs to be, like, in program. And there's, like, different, like, settings. They will not let you have Burger King in your quarters kind of a situation. Hey, I'll fucking do it. The, the, you know, the holodeck has better vents, for sure. You know, actually, most of the time, uh, you lose the flavor when a steak is replicated. But this tastes <laughs> just like Burger King. The Burger oh. King I had on, on Earth. <laughs> O'Brien, oh, are you having white cashel at four o'clock in the morning? Are you high, mister? <laughs> no. <laughs> Chicken <Where>? rings. <laughs> Cheap chicken rings. Where's Keiko? She'll vouch for me. These chicken fries taste like nothing, just like the chicken fries on Earth. Uh, Chief O'Brien, were you beaming out? Uh, You were beaming uh, leftover wrappers from Burger King into space. (laughs) 
Space litter is naughty, naughty, mister. No more holodeck Burger King for you. It, it, it hit the, the front of a Romulan view screen and caused up a 20 <laughs> spaceship pileup. You never saw so many hilarious explosions, Chief. <laughs> I mean, it, I it, like it's a... good for us because they're fucking Romulans. <laughs> Star Trek pileup. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, What's weird about this whole scene of like bring like in what world would like okay there's been an accident oh my god all right gather everyone who survived just barely you know like these people who are still struggling with the fact that they nearly died in this car wreck and then put them all in one room as if this is a crime we're sussing out we're trying to crack the case or right? something like I don't yeah. like, put a blanket on them and send them home <laughs> well, totally dude and then like um, she uh, AJ Cook is like going through the whole thing again about hey did you ever hear about flight 180 yada 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 so this is this is insane and then she, she oh do you go uh, sorry but like she says I think we're about to say the same thing but like she says all of this and she's like my premonition was just like his she's talking about Devin Sawa and then someone is like the mother or somebody is like TC Carson is like mwahaha oh spooky spooky. <laughs> but that's like, because that's because someone else is like, wait, what are you talking about? And TC Carter is the one like minutes after she just says it all is like, you mean you don't know the story of and he starts <laughs> doing it again. And I was like, who do you think wasn't paying attention? When uh, my thing was like he's doing it in like this spooky, scary voice. I'm like, dude, you just saw forty people die. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you might be traumatized. Totally, man. Let's fucking dial back the cynicism a little bit. This woman literally just it, saved your life. If I'm Burke, I'm thinking maybe she set up her fucking friends to get run over because she runs out of this fucking car and like leaves it right in the middle of the road. It seems like. And like she's just like, oh yeah, yeah, I saw, I, I had a, a premonition like that, yeah, like that, that Devin Sawa guy, yeah, 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 yeah. I had a, a premonition, and uh, they didn't, you know, yeah. So you think she's just trying to kill her horny friend? Yes. She's just sick of the horniness. Yeah, I'm just so sick of my horny friend. She <laughs> fucked my stoner friend, and I want to fuck that guy, and now I'm just gonna get them all killed. No way, I'm fucking 2003 guy. Fuck that weirdo and his frosted tips. <laughs> Um, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. They let everybody go, but we make sure the chief, his only function is to be like, ha, and this other kid, you hear about him? He won the lottery yesterday, and today he didn't die in a car accident. What a lucky kid. Anyways, <laughs> oh, right. on to the next scene. <laughs> well, the one little, the juicy, the juicy little bit that we're given here is that um, Ali Larder's character from the first movie, Clear Rivers, uh, is still alive, and she has... Uh, sequestered herself uh, to a mental institution uh so you just have that line of clear rivers is in a padded room <laughs> like what how do you know the problem with this this name really had to go somebody yes. had to get rid of this because every time it comes up i think it's like where you go to like a detox or something like I, I there's thought, like a, yeah, a sobering facility I, it somewhere it is a rehab yeah. facility kevin you're totally right it's a rehab facility i thought they were talking about like environmentalism or something like these clear rivers should be in a padded <laughs> so i'm like wait what how do you <laughs> how do you contain water Sir. In the first movie, at least, like people are saying it where it sounds enough like Claire, and yeah. I'm like, oh, yep. her name is Claire. But now they're really hitting. No, no, her name is Clear. And also, like to then have like the R into an R, yes, Clear Rivers, like Jesus Christ. It's, it's it, you know what? The last name should be Smith or Johnson or something at that point. Well, one of the things, speaking of the names that they like sort of do here but give up on for the most part, if you'll recall in the first movie, 
the majority of those main characters have the last name that's similar to a famous director. Yes. Uh, specifically, the only one I remember is Sean William Scott is Billy Hitchcock, right? Um, so in this movie, you've got... Uh, oh, you're right. The yes. mom and the son have the last name of Carpenter, and then our main character, Kimberly, is Kimberly Corman. Yeah. Right. Get but it? Then, yeah. But then other than that, like, they stop doing it. And it's like, <laughs> look, if you're going to kind of do that again, like, you got to whole hog that shit. Like, it's a dumb idea in that first movie. And, like, either drop it entirely or everybody's got a director yeah, name. Yeah. Well, I- T.C. Carter should be like Jimmy Bava. <laughs> Jimmy Bava. Uh, T.C. Carson. But, yes. T.C. Carson, yes. Um, so yeah, it's like that, that whole scene like totally falls apart. We have Kim asking the dad like, Hey, you know, dad, this is going to sound kind of weird, but, uh, was my dead mom a psychic by any chance? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why do you ask? You know, she's asking about like, you know, cause she had the vision and whatnot. Uh, but then we get, it starts off right away. Like we pick back up with the killing pretty fast in this movie. I love it. We get the lottery boy here. Who's like just gone on a shopping spree. He's got like clothes and an iMac uh, box. I guess he counts too. Cause he's Evan Lewis. It could be Herschel Gordon Lewis. Oh, sure. Yeah, I guess that's true. So um, long as you're not doing like, Donnie Craven, and then I'm like walking out of the theater. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, Test Frank De Palma, <laughs> Sarah Spielberg. Hey, hey, wait, Rachel Fulci. <laughs> uh, what are you watching? Some Italian horror movies lately? I've been Kevin? trying to get. I, yeah. I, it, Giallo has never been, or Giallo has never really been my thing. So I've been trying a little bit more. Oh, well, ask me for some tips off the air. I'll, I'll lead your way. But I mean, I've seen all like most of Baba. But anyway, oh yeah, back to anyway. It. But anyway, uh, Timmy Zapruder's in trouble. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> The world's best director. <laughs> it would be funny if there was just a dude named Abraham Zapruder in this movie. I mean, you know, that day in Dallas was sort of a final destination because Lee Harvey Oswald was supposed to die as well. I don't know. Maybe the bullet was supposed to come back and hit him because it's magic. Oh, right. So then Jack Ruby is now the Tony Todd. I mean, Maybe. Chief could have been easily called Officer Zapruder. I'm, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, so this kid, I love, they do, there's funny shit in this movie, like, this movie knows, like, hey, you know what's coming, and we're gonna kind of tease you a little bit, because he's, like, carrying all this stuff, and he's walking through this hallway, and there's, like, shit in the hall, and, you know, he almost, like, slips and falls down the stairs a bunch of times, little did I know the spectacular sequence of events that was about to happen but, but here. I want to, I want to, I want to make sure everyone gets this, he throws out a pan of old spaghetti that has been sitting in his apartment for who knows how long. Throws it right out the window. Come on. It'll come yeah, into dude. play later. But but throwing your food out the window into an alley, that's not going to fly in White Plains, sir. Dude, this isn't, this isn't medieval France. What are you doing? <laughs> I know we've got, we've, we don't have ditches anymore. Like, we've got garbage cans. Not only do we have garbage cans, Steve, we learn right away that this dude has a garbage disposal feet from the stove where the old spaghetti was sitting. True, I, true. I, I love that this kid comes into his house again. Yeah, he's checking all his messages, and the joke is it's all these sexy ladies that has probably rebuffed him in the past that are all like, oh, hey, I heard about your lottery oh, win. Right, Give me yeah. a call. And he takes off his shirt. He has the nipple ring. He's got this... It's a thing where it's like, if I was this actor, I'm like, can I keep my shirt on? Honestly, like, it's just not, he's not quite there with the shirt off. No. Um, well, but, welcome, but, 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 welcome to fucking 
most times a woman is in a horror movie. That's fair. <laughs> oh no, I, I just mean like he's just not in great shape. Is what no, yeah, I'm he's... looking at this dude's beefy tits with that fucking pierced nipple, dude. I, I mean, see what's going on. Comparatively to your average person, he's in good shape. And this, and this is by the way, we need more dudes with shirts off like this because it's yeah. suddenly, hey. I'm not looking as bad. <laughs> no, get, don't get me wrong. It's bad. Yeah. But it's not as yeah, bad. That's a good point. Give me more Andy Dwyer, Chris Pratt's, less Space Lord fucking, or Star Lord, goddamn Chris right, like, Pratt. Like, if he was yep. super buff, like, could you imagine The Rock just being murdered in Final Destination? <laughs> Dude, he's in every movie. Get him in the next Final Destination movie. It would be Absolute. fantastic. You know where there's you know where there's kind of a this is funny but uh, there's kind of a rock final destination death is in it's that Will Ferrell Mark Wahlberg movie I think it's called The Wrong Guys the other oh, guys. Yeah. the other the guys. other guys yes I think it's The Rock and Samuel yes, L Jackson both yeah, have yeah. hilarious fucking deaths in that movie they like at the beginning of it jump off the roof yeah yes yeah, yeah, yeah. funny movie <laughs> pretty funny movie uh, but the other thing too this guy. It's not like, all right, I'm, you know, I get it. I've been there. You're, like, you're home from a long day of whatever. You take your shirt off and whatnot. This dude takes his shirt off to start frying up fish sticks. No, and it, it takes off his shirt, takes off his shirt, blasts the incubus, and well, then just fucking puts like second. It's not even, they're not called mozzarella sticks, but that's what they are, clearly. Like, I thought it was fish sticks. Do you see a box yes, label? Yes, you definitely see it. Like, but it's like strict. It's like a Trader Joe's packaging where it's like uh, street corner snacks because uh, we have our own branding. So uh, shut the fuck up. And dude, I, I mean, I know that, you know 2003 Seamless doesn't exist, but it's fucking you just won the lottery. Call Villa Pianos and get a fucking pizza pie over your house or something like you don't have to live like a scumbag. You have so much money. <laughs> like, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, don't fucking kill yourself. Wait, wait, wait. So eating at home makes you a scumbag. Eating like this, it does. Well, I'm well sorry. this, this, is, Here's this the is a other mess. Thing. This is a total mess. His whole thing is just because he like he starts heating up a pan, which he threw the spaghetti out of, and he instantly tries to like put oil in it while the while the burner's on, and he's just throwing it everywhere. Yeah, there's just fucking oil all over this stovetop, and it's a fucking gas range. A, you know, a magnet goes into this this open <laughs> thing of low main that he then puts in the, puts in the microwave to just or, or it's a toaster oven, I think actually. Yeah, yes. no, no, it's a microwave. Oh, it's a microwave but, yeah. because that's why it starts exploding. Yeah. He puts, but, he, yeah. This, but this is this is adding to the madness. It is compounding the madness because okay. I've made plenty of fucking homemade frozen mozzarella stick type things in my day. You know what you're doing? It's either in the oven yep. or a toaster oven, or if you're really fucking high and you need that cheese fix fast, you're putting them in the microwave. None of this, like... Vegetable oil. Dude, it's like a cup of vegetable oil, and I'm just stovetop frying these frozen things that are already fried, you idiot. All right, having myself a nice dinner of garbage noodles, frozen (laughs) mozzarella sticks, and uh, oh, I found a half of vitamin water in the garbage. (laughs) And that's that's the thing. You won the lottery yesterday. (laughs) Fucking call up and get to your heart's content. Order too much food. Who cares? I can't get my life together. Instead, I'm going to go buy a solid gold watch and a rocket car and (laughs) this fucking ring that signifies i guess the uh fucking indian indianapolis colts or something 
Oh, is that what it was? I don't know. It's just a fucking horseshoe. I'm like, what are you buying a diamond horseshoe ring <laughs> at, in White Plains, New York? I guess it's a, to signify how lucky he is. That's a luck thing. Horseshoes? I guess so. Sure. I, yeah, I guess. I guess that's what well, this is supposed to be. But I just still cannot get over the cross-culinary bastardization of mozzarella sticks and lo mein noodles. Even if it's fish sticks, it's still not good. No, and either way, it's disgusting. He drops that ring down the garbage disposal, and he's like, well, you know, in, instead of addressing the fire going on in my house, I'm going to shove my hand down this drain. So Ugh. then we get that suspense of, is his hand going to be ripped apart? And he doesn't even take off the watch. And it's like, maybe you, now, now he can't get his hand out of the garbage disposal because of the watch. And now you've I ruined think, honestly, both the ring and the watch, yep, by the yep. way. Yeah, oh, honestly, no. someone, <laughs> someone this stupid... It deserves what's happening to him right here, oh, honestly. Oh, no. Hand too big. Hand can't come <laughs> out of... Oh, I die from fire. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I guess that's how stupid he is. <laughs> made me laugh. I do. Each gone to heaven, Mr. Turwell. I kind of imagine Tony Todd being like, oh, crap, he was supposed to die tomorrow. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, hold on. There, there, he was supposed. To, there was supposed to be a big thing at an office with a with a water. The water. A water tower was gonna fall. So what, his, he just exploded in his apartment. Ah. Turns out Evan was the dumbest Mac Daddy of them all. <laughs> Call it off. Call off the water thing. <laughs> no, he burned in his apartment. I don't know how it happened. No, I'm telling you, Julia, cancel the visions. I know that they're all supposed to get visions. Cancel them now. <laughs> It is just so fucking hilarious to see this spire, fire spreading through his apartment while these people are uh, calling on the answering machine like, hey, baby, I know we haven't <laughs> talked in a while, but I'm super fucking horny right now. Call me back. Hope your apartment isn't burning down with you inside it. <laughs> hey, fun. baby, you got any yeah. more lo mein for me? Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, girl on machine record. Oh. <laughs> Could I get oh. that lo mein? Extra magnety. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, let me yeah. get a number four with extra magnets. And uh... <laughs> the fucking place is burning. He eventually gets his hand out, and the fire extinguisher is like dead. Okay, he starts going out on the fire escape. Meanwhile, the entire apartment is exploding for some reason. <laughs> I am shocked he's not juggling that iMac. <laughs> No, not the computer. Um, and you know, he's going down. And it, it's great because, you know, it, it subverts expectations. You think he's going to die in the fiery blaze. But no, he gets off the fire escape. And he's like, ha, slips on his uh, spaghetti and lands on broken glass without the shirt on. So that, that hurts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. It's, and, and then all of a sudden, boom, the, uh, the ladder impales him through the eye, which is, you know, it was good, but kind of lame. I kind of want to watch him burn to death a little yeah. bit. Also, that is kind of like a, a real CGIE blood yeah, it, yeah it was pretty CGI. But I will say, Steve, it changes it up a little bit because, you know, to be fair, we did see him hilariously burned to death like no more than 15 minutes ago in the car accident. I do love... Oh, you go, Chris. No, no I was just saying, we, we see a bunch of people burned to death. I don't want to see anybody else burned to death. I'm done with burning. <laughs> That's <laughs> kind of fair. Burning. That's fair. Yeah, I guess that makes sense.
Uh, so the, after that happens, but like before the news spreads, we cut to this fucking deputy dog here doing his fucking research on the first movie. Again, we see like they show you the pictures of all the this actors from the first movie, and like you're being reminded about how they all died. And then it's like, oh, and there's Devin Sawa. He was killed a few days ago because a brick fell on his head. <laughs> I That's love that. Amazing. I love that. But but also just having the photos of these dead kids on the internet on this oh. web page. Dude, I think this cop was on Rotten.com. Yeah, because so. the little, like, things that explain, how, like, it's not, like, vehicular fucking, you know, accident. It's, like, hit by car, head chopped off, strangled in bathroom. Well, there's there's a great <laughs> one of, it's a strangled in bathroom kid um, who, um, the, the caption on the picture, I, it might, he might be on Rotten.com because it's, like, Here's a great shot before the coroner showed up. Literally. Like, oh, yeah, that's what right. What this is the kid like, so He's like dead on the bathroom floor. Yeah, I remember that question. Now, yeah. Who took that photo? Was his father coming there? Dude, it was photo? fucking Tony Todd. Snapped a quick death pic. Oh, my babies. I love my death babies. <laughs> Maybe it was the fucking uh, L.A. County Sheriff's Department before they were peddling pictures of fucking uh, Kobe Bryant's fucking crash. Those scumbags. Gotta make a buck, dude. Gotta make some money. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you what, man. Cops love sharing that shit. Yep. They do that all. That's not just the fucking L.A. They're, County. They're all just Nightcrawler from Jake Gil- from uh, fucking uh, what's his name? From Jake Gyllenhaal. From yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. But I forget who directed it. I forgot. Who <laughs> oh yeah, Dan Gilroy. Oh yeah, there we see. Nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> so like, there's a great thing where like you you get like all of the survivors from this movie kind of doing their thing hilariously like. Uh, young professional lady is like running on a treadmill while smoking, which is kind of funny. Uh, and they're all sort of watching TV and they've all kind of from that police uh, department scene been like, this is bullshit. We're out of here. And then they see the news report that this lotto winner dude just ate shit and they all just start getting freaked out immediately. Not too bad. Yeah, because everybody's like, oh, maybe that was real after all. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kim is going uh, to uh, visit Allie Larder at the mental institution where she meets this this doctor lady here and this actor. God bless her. She is going over the top yeah. of this scene. It's like a weird, you know, she's going through the thing like, OK, she asks that, you know, you remove your belt, your shoelaces, any uh, earrings, necklaces, blah, 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 like going through the whole thing. And she's like, you know, oh, is this because, uh, you know, she thinks I'm going to you know, or do you think this is because like, you know. Uh, you think that I'm going to be attacked by her or something like that? And she's like, no, honey, she thinks you're going to attack her. <laughs> it's like, how about take two? Just, just <laughs> trust me. You don't want clear rivers inside your head. <laughs> <laughs> Madman rivers. Stay to the right. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, it, and it is a, a full-on loony bin asylum kind of oh, thing. Oh, sure. I mean, it. It the movie thankfully chooses to forego any sort of like madman Miggs-esque like you don't see any other patients here you do see one guy who is uh napoleon yes (laughs) (laughs) who's referred to as a reference to one flew of the cuckoo's nest because you do see a native american guy with long hair and it's like get it oh right that was so fucking stupid i blocked it from my memory (laughs) entirely get it and by the way we have to remember this is by the writers of the butterfly effect you want to talk about some bad mental illness jokes Oh, yeah, you're totally right. But you know what? I'm sure Milos Foreman was just fucking tickled pink when he saw that. <laughs> I don't think Milos... <laughs> oh. I think Milos shout out, but... Oh, I just... 
I didn't really care for the first Final Destination. <laughs> I love it's Milos Forman opening weekend seeing Final Destination in theaters. Uh -oh. Yeah, this looks like a good one. Gosh, they lost the Devon Shower. They lost them. They couldn't get them back. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Final Destination 2. More of a rental. More of a rental. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so speaking of fucking Pepe Silvio, uh, you know, Allie Larder as Clear Rivers has her own little map going on, yeah. you know. Can I this talk movie... to you about this crime collage she's got going here? Please. She crime collage. <laughs> at first, no, I... no, no, no. All I have is Mountain Dew or crime collage. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like she is Pepe Silvia because there's like red lines and everything. So I'm like, okay, so there's string. You look closer. She's just making these Sharpie marker like strings from like lines oh. from one to thing like and there's nothing actually holding it up. She must have like rub pasted it, like pasted the wall entirely and then put it up. Well, she is she's there on, on her own accord, so I guess she could bring her own materials I and guess. she could really she could really do a, a craft project in there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if she's maybe got like tape on the back of those papers, Chris. But you it, know, it's like... not coming out though. That 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 never holds. What it's like a tape, fabric tape. Too. It's, yeah. just, it's gonna come right off. Oh yeah, I don't know. Turns out it's a movie. <laughs> no, it's uh, not. No, it's not, and you know it. She has an abhorrent line delivery right here, though, and like, here's the she, thing, guys. I she think she seems this, like a fine person, but uh, you know, I think this movie asks too much of Ali Larder. Yep, is my, yep. is what I'm gonna say. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, no, I think you're right, and you can tell right from here. It's like, ooh, you stepped in it now, because <laughs> it's like the Kimberly says something like. Oh, is this you know what what is this you got going on here, whatever? And she's like, It's Death's List. And I was like, Oh boy. <laughs> oh shucks. Didn't Nixon have one of those? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Grim Reaper's been coming for me and all of my friends. He definitely said that once. In his own home, of course, but he definitely was like, Oh, they're coming for me. Oh, death is coming for me. Me as Kissinger advises you, Mr. President, to have you know, don't don't trigger the hot dog when it comes. You know, just be nice to hot dog. Oh, what are, what are you saying, Hank? I gotta sit here and look at a hot dog and not eat it. Oh. Mr. President, the only way to beat death is to beat him in his own game and feed him as many souls so he forgets <laughs> about your own. That is why I am still alive. Then I pass into hot dog heaven. I will become the new death hot dog. Oh, that son of a bitch is going to hot dog hell, dude. <laughs> Don't worry about I think it. The he's sooner made some, the better. I think he's made some deals with the Almighty's at this point. He, he, there's no other reason he's alive. Yeah. It turns out God is the devil. There you go. <laughs> Twist. Um, so, like, you know, she explains to Kimberly, she's like, yeah, you know, the, the people on the plane, you know, they died in the order that they were supposed to die on the plane from that explosion, yada, yada, yada. And then Kimberly is like, but wait a minute. In my oh, in my God. premonition, me and my friends died last. And dude, strike two, Allie Larder. You just get dead last? <laughs> Hachi machi, man. Well, it's, it's just terrible delivery after terrible delivery. And she's just like, death is going in reverse. What? It's like, yeah, okay. I don't, whatever that means. And I mean, like, it's never. Wait, listen, listen closely. Do you hear it? Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> He's backing up. Death is backing up. Death drives a truck. Um. So that's like, she's like, get out of here, you know, blah, blah, Refuses blah. Refuses to help. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, I thought you were courageous, but now I realize you're a coward and kind of like storms Here's away. The thing. Here's the thing, Kimberly. 
what did you think she was going to be able to do for you? Yeah, I mean, but also the thing is, if I'm Clear Rivers, I, and you know, you, we've said this many times, probably even on other Final Destination episodes. At this point, you've got to kill yourself, really. Like, if if yeah. fucking if if even Devin Sawa gets aced by a brick, like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this shit's never gonna stop, and I'm not giving the son of a bitch the satisfaction. I'm getting, I'm getting really high. I'm fucking, and then I'm killing myself You're, with some bills. You seem to be forgetting what happens to TC Carson. He tries to do the the the, the brave thing and just I take wanna, yourself I, out I, of the I, equation. Yes. And it doesn't That's work. ridiculous. So he, he later tries to shoot himself with a gun and like all six bullets, none of them fire. So does that mean like that guy is invincible until death says otherwise? Yes. Could, he, could he jump off a bridge and Steve, like be fine? Keep Great watch- question. Both of you keep watching the series. Okay. I believe okay, there's a gunfight towards the end of one of them that answers these questions, I think. Ah, interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, the other thing that you sort of learn from Ali Larder is that between the end of the first movie and this one you know or whenever it was she committed herself to this uh institution uh she says something about how like her and devon sawa have been going back and forth keeping each other from like being killed so it's like she spent the last year of her life just like dodging these mousetrap type (laughs) situations with him and then it's like he decided to go out to the bodega one day or something and fucking got hit on the head with a brick and died. Like at that point, it's like, all right, I have had enough of this fucking nonsense. Exactly. You know what? Like I'm just, uh, you know, they're at that lake house at the end of the movie or whatever. Like just walk into the water, man. (laughs) Just call it a fucking day. Put some rocks in your pocket and walk into the water. Cause nothing is worth this. It's not. And I mean, if you you try, if you tried to like, like take pills or something like that you'd find out like a minute like a minute later oh that was just low dose melatonin or something like that <laughs> like everything would be yeah. stopped i feel and you know if i was clear rivers uh, i guess ge wouldn't have been dumping their byproducts in there oh man oh boy but it's a she... little regional hudson river uh-huh. joke so that's the question so, so if she takes your advice which is good advice andrews just walk into the walk into the lake with rocks in her pockets, what does does the does the Grim Reaper make her grow gills at this point? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Shit. You know what? There's a that, but. You know what? If that happens, I'm just gonna swim around underwater until a shark gets me. <laughs> whatever the fuck the dude yeah. has in store for if me. If you try to do the Elliot Smith way, it just like bends against your chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man. Oh man. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't tell you, Elliot. It, it missed every organ, even your heart. <laughs> I don't know how. Just went it out. Are you and uh, I guess made out a of, Band-Aid? Are you uh, made out of titanium by any chance? <laughs> I know I'm your doctor and I should know these things, but uh it's weird because then like, you know, Kimberly leaves, does a little flipping off the security camera oh. and kind of walks away. And then like seconds later, Ali Larder just looks at the newspaper where it's the hilarious Lotto winner killed by ladder headline, and she's like, you know what? Maybe I will help this girl. And it's like all right, well, you could still catch her. You changed her mind fast <laughs> enough. She's probably still in the parking Just lot. Just like yell, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, then we we catch up on an, another uh, group of beloved characters from the traffic accident, and it's little Timmy Carpenter and his mom. Mommy's taking this kid to the dentist. Well, this is clearly just Vancouver out the ass right here. It is so Vancouver because it's uh, this kid was from X2, X-Men United, one of my favorite movies. <laughs> he plays Iceman's little brother that fucking rats on the whole team oh is that right that, little pe- that, that narc there needs to be a deleted a scene where he gets fucking aced by magneto like just fucking ripped apart no you know what it is dude fucking Iceman like comes back and he's <laughs> like 
hey man, nut tap, but he freezes his fucking nut. <laughs> oh shit, frozen nut. Totally, dude. Take that shit, you little rat. <laughs> rat bastard. He's, he's a little rat bastard, that kid. I've always hated that kid. Wow, I didn't I didn't I didn't recognize this actor. And uh, you know, if you hate him, I guess I hate him too. Thank you, Eric. That's what friendship's all about. Yes. Uh and you know, there's a lot of setups here. There's um there's there's like jackhammering happening outside the dentist's office. By the way, every location they go to, I, every single time, later on in a gas station, it's just like, well, let me look around real quick. I am in final destination. Oh, is there a there's an old there's someone from the electric company just smashing the fucking wires with a pole? Okay. Oh, there's kids smoking cigarettes. All right. I love it because he goes in. First of all, I don't know what this joke is. It's a weird one where he's like, hey, mom, if I uh, if I uh, come if I come to you from the gas and Jesus. my pants are unbuttoned, we're not paying. And like the receptionist is like, excuse me. <laughs> like, Dude, yeah, this kid is like making a hey, if I'm raped at the dentist <laughs> joke. <laughs> hey, mom, just as a goof, in case I get jerked off by the by the dentist while I'm under the gas, we might have to get out of here quick. Yeah. It's like, did he see that Watley episode I, of Seinfeld where Jerry like has his uh his like shirt is untucked? Maybe that was on syndication last night, because that's the only way this makes sense. And she's like, Oh Timmy, stop it. I'm okay. like, what are oh, you listen, talking about? What if it's my totally dent- appropriate. What if my dentist is also manufacturing child pornography? <laughs> and also, yeah, this kid is like really young. He's like 14, 15 years old. Like, it's a really like, dude, could you not? This is a child's dentist too, right? Because yeah. there's, we eventually we get to it, but there's like a little thing over. It's like when you put it over a, a crib. mobile. Yeah, yeah. What's it called? Uh, like a mobile? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- Which is, it's a mobile that looks like hanging from it is like fishing lures. Yeah. Because that's when he starts choking on at one point. I mean, it's all just Also, they're giving this kid the gas. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, what are you really getting gas for? Like... Well, he's he's, well, he's having a tooth tooth removed, but he's trying to inject the kid with uh, uh, Novocaine, but... He's like, the dentist, who's hilarious... It's a hilarious delivery of pigeon (laughs) smashing the window. Oh, they're at it again. I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? The bird wars are going on. Dude, he starts mumbling something about, like, I keep telling these people the birds keep crashing into my windows. No one will listen to me. Every day I walk back to my fucking Bentley and there's 30 dead pigeons on my way there. All from the windows. I just love how resigned he is. First of all, this high-rise dentist. Has anyone ever been to a high-rise dentist? I mean, I think the the highest I've ever been is, like, third floor tops. I, I, I was going to say I have a 10 floor dentist. Oh, okay. really? Yeah, on there. 57th Street, Manhattan. I know I'm a big deal. Oh, shit. Yeah, look at that. Big yeah. old Manhattan dentist, huh? Yeah. Uh, I Yeah, there's that. But it's kind of funny because he's, he's trying to do the injection and the first time it happens and it's like once would have been like, you know what, motherfucker, gas me. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to have you try that again. But it's hilarious because he goes back in the second time and another bird flies and he's like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> All these pigeons. <laughs> oh, man, it is so great. And then he's like, do you want me to just give you the gas? And the kid's like, yeah, I'd rather not have you in that needle near my mouth. Thank you very much. He gives the gas and like the kid starts to go out and then he hears a commotion in the waiting room. And it's the, the his mother and the receptionist. And they've got this flopping pigeon all over the place because it's broken <laughs> through the window. And the receptionist is like, oh, not again. I'm like, what is happening in this office? 
Dude, I gotta ask that dentist, like, hey man, how long is this lease? Cause you gotta get out of here. I was I was not anyone in this movie named Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, maybe this was like Billy Hitchcock's dad was the dentist or something. Is there a color you can paint the window at this point? Because after the third time this happens, we've gotta fix it. <laughs> yeah, I think death was like get, got there early to put like a curse on it. So there's a few weeks of absolute disasters going on in this <laughs> office before this happens. Uh, and, you know, there's also like they're, they're doing a little fake out situation here because like there's a fish tank that starts leaking and it's leaking onto an electrical outlet. And the water, uh, much like the bathroom scene in the first movie, is kind of like, yeah. you know, uh, eerily sort of crawling towards the mother's feet mm-hmm. uh, but then she gets up right out of the way you know as soon as uh, the pigeon comes through and everything so death misses her right there and it's like a whole commotion and the kid meanwhile is like back in the room and the dentist does make some comment about like alright so when you're on this gas Billy you know you're Timmy whatever your name is you're going to um, you know, you're going to be uh, sort of paralyzed. You're, like, you're not going to be able to move, but you're going to be awake the whole time. So the dentist runs out of the room to go address what the hell's going on in the waiting room. And this, like, yeah, it's like, it looks like a little fishing, like a fly fishing yeah, thing or something, thing. falls off of the mobile and lands in this kid's mouth and starts choking him. And I was like, this is the worst death of the whole fucking franchise because it is horrific. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he, he gets, I want that to happen and the dentist to come back in. He's like, this is for Iceman, you little piece of shit. <laughs> you des- I'm going to jerk you off now. Sorry. Oh, my God. Oh. While you choke to death. Oh, man. Can't, no. can't tell your mother about this anymore, can you? The lazy boy, David Carradine. <laughs> oh, man. Uh... Yeah, so then it's like, you know what? Maybe we'll come back to the doctor's office another day. You clearly have a lot going on right now. Fix your and, pigeon situation, sir, yeah, before I exactly. come back. Maybe get some fucking chicken wire over these windows or something, man. I don't know what to tell also, you. Also, maybe have an aquarium that's not just like a trash bag with holes in it. This thing is like bursting. Fl- that's what causes the pigeon to come in. Yeah. Like, there's a big like electrical fire. But it's full of trash fish, though. So. Yes, it is. It, is, it makes her. sense. Yes, it does. It makes sense. So like, oh man, that was something. And meanwhile, um, Kimberly and the, the the state trooper hooked up, and they're like, she's like, I can see symbols, blah blah blah, <gasps> pigeons. And then like, so they're running up to these people, <laughs> and she's like, no, the pigeons, look out for the pigeons. And the kids like, pigeons? That's a great idea. I'm gonna go scare them. And dude, and this this moment, I was like, how. Now, how old is this guy? Exactly. Because you're chasing after pigeons like my dog, you child. <laughs> this is like a six-year-old situation. Yeah. And while he's doing it, a huge pane of glass, <laughs> which I guess was going to go on the dentist's office. They're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. There you oh, no, my bird-proof glass. <laughs> Extra industrial strength bird-proof <laughs> But, like, finding a guy to install it that fast, that's mm. insane. I mean, you, you, it probably, in re- reality, folks, it would have been, like, a piece of plywood they're nailing over for a few No, days. I think it's a thing where it's because there's also jackhammering going on. So there's just, like, a generic construction site mm-hmm. outside of oh, the office vancouver a city on the moon <laughs> yeah. also if this has been if these pigeons have been killing themselves like this for weeks like he's had to replace this window a few times i feel like <laughs> all right we got another one for the fucking dds great okay yeah get up there john uh it yeah. smushes this kid like a bug oh it's oh great my god it's, nuts. it's fucking great dude and it's like this lady's like right there yikes i feel though 
you know, the, the woman winds up having like her own death later on. But like, it would be kind of rad if you know Tony Todd or the devil himself, death or whatever, was just like, well, they were in the same car, and like it falls on both of them. Yeah, that'd be cool. Get a good like simultaneous smooshing going on. <laughs> Um, this is when they go to see Tony Todd because they're like, okay, Ollie Larder meets up with them. She's like, I know someone who might be able to help us. He's a he's a he's a mortician that knows more than he's letting on or something. It's like, dude, I don't get it. The, I think <laughs> I'm all in for having Tony Todd come back in this movie. But guess what? He's he's death himself. He can play anything else. He can play the science teacher and, and like the audience is like. Oh my God! It's him again. You know what right. I mean? Like, that's totally fine. This scene is crazy nonsense bad because she's acting as if like while she was in this nut house, mm-hmm. like she was exchanging letters with Tony Todd <laughs> yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Because they get to the door of the the mortuary or the crematorium, I guess more specifically, as we see here in a moment, and like one of them, Kimberly or the cop, is like you know oh shouldn't we knock first or something and she's like he probably already knows we're coming and i'm like okay you know whatever and then when they get in dude tony todd gives his best like mrs doubtfire impression right here <laughs> hello! yeah dude he's like hello clear and i was like what i'm into tony todd doing mrs doubtfire reboot i'm into it absolutely oh, absolutely man. it was a drive by fruiting chilling <laughs> <laughs> Tony Todd just ripping an old lady's face off of his own face. This is, Absolutely. Mrs. Doubtfire does have those moments of near-death experience. Death is always lurking in the background of that film. Like, Pierce Brosnan is allergic to those peppers. Don't put them on a shrimp. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it would have they would have to go, like, the trailer, like the, you know how they did the Doubtfire horror trailer? They would yes. have to go, like, horror with tony todd as mrs yeah. doubtfire and Hello, you know what dearie. and yeah next summer help is not on the way dear <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there's no way anyone's gonna fall for that though because tony todd's tall as hell I could be a, fucking very la- a large woman. Yeah. A fucking you ever see a fucking six ten old lady? <laughs> oh, it's a giant woman. I don't think Tony Todd's six ten, but he's a tall guy, way taller than any old lady I've ever seen. And I'm including B. Arthur in this. Oh, you know what it is? It's um his kids see him peeing standing up. It's Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> That's but it, what it is. It's his Klingon character. So it's all Klingons. <laughs> I think he's like Worf's brother. Am I, not, am I mistaken? Yes, he's most definitely Worf's brother. So it's that character, but like he's got his own kids now. He gets divorced, the whole situation. And it's yep. him on Klingon, and he plays Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down for that, dude. He's hanging out. Morph, I'm here to take care of your son, Alexander. It's me, Mrs. Doubtwalk. <laughs> I am here to restore honor to this family. It is I, Mrs. Doubtwalk. By the way, with all the Star Trek uh, digressions on this episode, be sure to check out our podcast series, The Nexus, on Patreon. That's where we do that a lot. That's where we do that actually where yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, um, and we do it nonstop. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. Check it out if you haven't. Uh, Tony Todd fucking wheels out this dead kid from earlier, Evan Lewis, the uh, the lotto winner. And it's a weird... This is where I'm like, if this guy is not death himself, which he is, but if he's not, he's a dude that really loves being a coroner way too much. Because yes. he, he does the old like... <sighs> Ah, dead, but still fresh. And I'm like, are you fucking kissing this kid yep. or what? This is where we get the nipple rip. 
Yep. Oh, totally. Which, you know, he immediately throws him in the, uh, you know, fucking incinerator here to be cremated. And I was like, you can't just melt down that fucking nipple ring. I guess if you're collecting all the ash to put in an urn, maybe not. Oh, what, but- I don't want to go fishing around in there for a nipple ring. <laughs> Take me all fucking that goddamn fucking nipple ring. It's just like later Tony Todd is just in the urn with like a little hazmat suit on. Like, no. Oh, a fu- he had a dung ring. I didn't even know. Fuck. Fuck. Oh, great. I'm sifting through the ashes like a fucking old 49er prospect. <laughs> How could I have possibly known he had a Prince Albert? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, well, he would have known, right? Dude, right? that's what the fuck. That's what it should have been, by the way, is like beat one is Tony Todd takes the, the fucking clamp or whatever and pulls out an earring. Right. And then it's like beat two, Tony Todd pulls off that nipple ring. And then it's like when we're gonna finish the scene, the fucking third beat, the fucking PS de resistance, he fucking just puts his hand under the sheet and fucking tugs off a of Prince Albert. <laughs> uh, then you get an N C seventeen Final Destination two. <laughs> we need it, dude. No, no, no. Don't don't worry. We're not gonna hi, this is David I'm, you know, I directed this movie. What we're not going to show the thing ripping off through the penis. We're just gonna see the penis being tugged by Tony Todd <laughs> a little bit, and then it's gonna sound out and that's gonna be it. <laughs> we should do like a you know like a porn parody of all these movies, like oh, Orgasm sure. Destination, or... fucking destination, <laughs> fucking destination is a great idea, right? Okay. And then you can like everyone's like getting fucked off and what? dying on their own or whatever because I guess they die and then Tony Todd fucks the body. No, this, this is perfect. You're you're Eric. What he's about to say, like life cancels out death in this equation. If the thing is just like look. To escape death, what you have to do is just fuck a bunch of people. <laughs> sure. And then one of them's going to get pregnant, and then uh, that's it. That's It follows, right? Also that, well, yeah. Pretty much. Well, because he just says, you know, Kimberly kind of begs him in tears here. She's like, you have nothing you can give me. Oh, my God. You know, this is so unfair. And he's like, well, you know what? And I, I don't know why he's helping these people anyway. Like, the whole point yeah. is he wants he wants to get his books closed. Uh, but he's like, listen, the only thing that will stop um, death is new life. And the idea is it would have to come from a place that couldn't exist without this weird alternate timeline we're now living in kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, so life life that was not meant to be forces death to start anew well, the, is what this... I, you know what? When Tony Todd is talking in this scene and giving all of this shit... The entire time, I was just thinking of that joke in Wayne's World yes. where Mike Myers is like, and that security guard was very helpful. <laughs> Again, because I think that's too much. I think he's just got to be like a creepy guy, an undertaker, maybe, you know, it's something else like in this movie. Is so, like maybe he's a guy at the police station that like just says something very eerie to them. And you're like, what's that guy's deal? But we, the audience, know who he is. Exactly. Instead of, like I said, you know, she's been writing in postcards from the clink kind of a thing. But so that, yeah, but I do think the idea is you got to start fucking and get one of these ladies pregnant. That's it. That's the one. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But so, like, they're trying to figure out, like, what he could possibly mean by that. And then she remembers there was in the line of people uh, that she blocked with her car, a pregnant woman uh, who's played by uh, Justino Mercado. Uh, who's in um, One Day at a Time now, the new One Day oh, at yeah, a Time yeah. with uh, Tobo. She's like the, the mom on that show. Um, so she, they're like, oh, say, this woman was uh, you know, supposed to die along with us, and she was pregnant. All we have to do for the rest of this runtime is make sure that she lives long enough to have the baby and we'll be freed. Okay. And that's like what, you know, that's sort you're of like, yeah. all right. And that's, it's a thing. They have uh, a meeting with all the other survivors, 
and T.C. Carson is not having it. This is when he does try to kill himself. Um, but oh no no no, not, no he, he's just not having it. Like, this is ridiculous. It's just all a coincidence. So him and the mother, because she's just like, I gotta go home and play my son's funeral, guys. Sorry. Right. Uh, <laughs> they go to this elevator. We see on the way up that there's a problem with the bumpers on the elevator, wherein they don't they don't bounce back when they're supposed to, kind of a thing. Right, like if something is you know obstructing it from closing automatically you know an elevator door will open back up again and this doesn't happen here's my question did tony todd put this fucking creep in the elevator with her or is this a happy accident or what? i think tony todd like contracted this guy to be like hey man you look creepy as fuck you want to help me out with something you and your box full of artificial hook hand limbs what is, where is he going with those and what, he's like the hook hand delivery man uh marissa marissa yeah did you book the uh hand guy for the elevator we have for later this month you gotta book him i can't kill those people if you don't have the hook guy in there Hook guy fills up fast. I bet his calendar is already set. You better call him now. And he sniffs that woman's hair. That's the thing, yeah. dude. And it's yep. a real, it's not a casual, like, lean in. It's a real. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally, dude. He's using a little hook to, like, get some of the hair up on the hook to fucking give it a good I, I, whip. And I do like T.C. Carson, who's just, like, kind <laughs> of an, in, uh, an, an impartial bystander. He's, he knows this woman a little bit. He's like, excuse me? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, so I, well, here's my question with yeah. hand guy was his expectation he was gonna sniff this woman's hair mm -hmm. so outrageously and then tc carson was gonna like right on man you that got was the her like a, yep. like, a, like a couple of dudes being dudes like nice yeah like he was gonna slowly like reach behind this woman and give this dude a fist bump really <laughs> yeah, exactly. quickly nice move. sick sniff bro <laughs> hey, hey you want in on this buddy you want to smell her hair too <laughs> I'll, oh, I'm going to move in front of her. You get there and get a good sniffing, dude. <laughs> Jump right in the sniffing is fine. I can, save, save enough smell for me. I could cut off a little bit of it for you. I know it's not the same. It doesn't have the same flourish, but it's oh, good. It's good. I mean, yeah, he just has to be like, um, pardon me. And he's like, oh, a, a real person. <laughs> 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 Uh, so like one of his hook hands like gets stuck in this woman's ponytail. It causes a whole thing. Like the elevator opens, she gets stuck in the fucking door. Uh, and this is when Ali Larder and our cigarello woman who has stepped out to have a smoke sort of like can are convening on the like apartment building lobby see that there's like a struggle happening here and wouldn't you know it this woman is decapitated by the elevator very almost um the omen 2 there's a doctor in yeah. that movie that gets fucking cut in half by the elevator not too shabby it's pretty good and the, and the head like rolls into the elevator and hook hand guys like oh my god i wanted it <laughs> but not like this not like this no not like this he just puts it into his sack of fucking <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> of arms and it's like doo, doo, doo. and then tc car says to be like dude like, oh sorry oh mr angel man i can't steal her head and fuck oh. it sorry <laughs> i was just trying to get a little head perfect waste of some good hair <laughs> That, so hey, you got any scissors on you? What the <laughs> I, want, I want to make a carpet out of this hair. You oh. wouldn't happen to have some buzzers on you. Oh, there's no way you couldn't get some electricity here. Never mind. Oh. I'm sorry. Mr. 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 Goody Two Shoes isn't aroused by a fucking decapitated head. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Fine. 
I will go back to my weird apartment and have this decapitated head only blow me then. Can I smell her mouth like a normal person, or is that too much as well, Mr. Judgey Judge? Smell her mouth. Sorry, buddy. I didn't know the Pope was in town. Wow, congratulations. I'm surprised you could see me all the way up there on your high horse. No, seriously, do you want to smell it real quick or not? <laughs> the, I, it's got to uh, be at least 20 minutes for the for the paramedics arrive. We can jerk off real quick. Oh, you know, before, the, before the coroner arrives, let's snap a pic. Put it on the net. I just realized. Going to send it to some cop friends. I just realized that Cigarello Girl is one of the women who's trying to get Josh Artnett to beat off in 40 Days and 40 Nights. A premier, mm. a premier stay tuned. To uh, the uh, one order. of the bigger ones, yeah. Um, So they... The three of them run back up, and you know, uh, uh, what, you know what's his face? T.C. Carter's character Carson, here, yeah. uh, T.C. Carson. Excuse me, Eugene is the character's That's name. The That's what I was trying to look up. So Eugene runs back in, and he's repeating what he says on the way out, which is like, "I'm in control of my own life." Blah blah blah. But now he has seen this in action. And while saying the same thing, uh, the tables have turned a little bit, and. Odd choice for this movie. In a movie, you know, where gunplay does not exist, fuck you for having the black guy just randomly have a gun on him. Oh, no, he, he steals it from the cop. Oh, does he? Yes. Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, okay, he grabs uh, it from... I, I was incorrect then. I didn't see that. From Because I, I, yeah. I thought he just pulled it, like, out of his <laughs> jacket, and I was like, didn't this dude say he was a teacher? What the fuck are you doing, movie? Yeah, but he is All holding right. it, like, sideways for a second, and I'm like, let's relax, everybody, with the sideways yeah. thing. So he tries to commit suicide, like we said. It doesn't work. It clicks a bunch of times. Nothing happens. There is a weird, like, an almost death kind of happens here, because this dude's got, like, kayaks and spears hung from his fucking ceiling for some reason this dude's apartment is weird i gotta say i don't know what this guy's got going on you're bringing all of these people to your apartment to have a meeting about how death itself may be uh you know killing these people in weird ways and you leave out this spear collection that you've got hanging on the wall you see this thing he got it the apartment used to be an rei but then he (laughs) actually took it over (laughs) put a bed in there and he's like i'll just keep the equipment up it's nice well that's well i put this bed in uh, my pup tent that came with the place they just give you this equipment to stay there i mean this is a great apartment (laughs) it's a fantastic apartment uh and the other weird thing i don't know what's going on with this guy but like at the start of this whole scene at his apartment like we cut to like interior apartment kitchen countertop he slams down like this big bottle of milk like hey what's going on (laughs) guys i was like is that what you're offering your guests glasses of milk (laughs) That's a strange choice. I got glasses of milk and a lot of fishing hooks. Who wants what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, we kind of didn't mention it. I kind of mentioned it earlier. Before all this happens, I just want to get this line out. People are going to be upset if we don't mention this oh, one line. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. They stop at a gas station, and some kids are smoking cigarettes at the oh, gas yes. station. And people are like, you know, we're in a Final Destination movie. Get this, get the smokes away from the gas. And then uh, they tell the kids to stop smoking, and one of the kids says, "I'm thinking, suck you, sucking my junk, biatch." <laughs> yes, sucking my junk, mm-hmm. biatch. Yeah, now that is 2003 in a nutshell. Ali <laughs> Larder is like, "What are you, some kind of an idiot or something like that?" So, what are you, suck my junk, biatch? <laughs> <laughs> and then 
Uh, that's that. They, I mean, it would be great if, like, I don't know, the cop killed the kid or something. I don't know. Something should happen the, there. Those kids get in a truck with 12 fucking 311 bumper stickers on it. <laughs> Dude, it's a lot. Well, uh, yeah, whatever, Biatch. We're going to go come original somewhere else. What's that? A gas explosion? Well, in, in their defense, they're all mixed up. Don't know what to do. Yeah. True. They haven't realized quite yet that amber is the color of their energy. They'll get there. That's all the hits, I think. That's the three big ones. <laughs> yeah, we, really, we, did yeah. we did them all. <laughs> we did it. I'm not, you, you will not find a deep cut on the on my 3 and 11 knowledge, that's no, for no. sure. Did you see them live? No, I did not, thankfully. Oh, okay. that was, you dodged a bullet on that one. <laughs> they may have been at like a music festival that I went to yeah, one time. Were. I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that sounds a little more up your alley there, pal. No, but I never like I was I'm with Cabin. Like I listened to the hits, but I never put on a record. Oh, I had the record. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yes, I. Oh, oh I, did I, you? I had three of the records. Yeah, no, I I never fucked with that shit. Uh, I didn't have anything against it. I just never fucked with it. Uh, so yeah, the anti-death meeting doesn't go as planned. Um, but they realize all of the folks here now that are in the hot seat with death were all actually supposed to die. Uh, but you know, because their paths were crossed and blocked by the deaths of the people from the first movie. This is an interesting turn of events. Like we find out, like this officer Burke was supposed to be in a gun shootout and die or something, but instead he had to go clean up Sean William Scott's body from the train. Which you know, here's the thing about that: you are now knee deep in the middle of your own final destination situation, here, buddy. Why don't you have a little more respect than what he keeps? He says this repeatedly. He's like, up. Yeah, I had to scrape up the Hitchcock kid. I'm like, okay. Yeah, now, now, where is his state trooper uh, headquarters located? I mean, because at the start of the movie, presumably, they're driving from White Plains to Daytona. So where would they cross paths with this state trooper? And if the original events of the film were in Long right. Island. Yeah. Right. Why would he be there? Like, why would he... Did he he worked at the same town of the tragedy in that one specific high school and then eventually was working road detail like 50 miles north? Look, Eric, it's really important for you to remember that Final Destination 2 is a follow-up to another movie. Okay? You might not have figured it out from the title. They have to tell you a little bit, okay? They all... They... <laughs> It's got if the only, two on it there. That's it's a spooktacular baby. We are if, following up other films. You know, if only you could see my face right now, Chris. Uh -huh. We're we're doing this remote right now, but if you could see my face, it would speak volumes. I do uh, love You don't want you don't want to turn up the volume here, Chris. You don't you want don't, to turn up this volume. I want to pump it up. Yeah, I was going to say you might not want to turn it up, but you definitely want to pump it up. Pump, pump, pump it up. <laughs> There's a bit of an unwritten rule, I think, in these movies, wherein mm. your the the death's final, you know, gotta get you back thing can never cause the death of a new person, is my guess. But oh, so yeah, it's got to be like one and done. It's always just one. It's always it gets one person. But what death doesn't count, factor in, which is like ruining people's lives and like really fucking up the timeline because like uh business girl is just like talking about like oh yeah you know that's funny i went to the, i was supposed to go to this b&b &B in pennsylvania but actually there was a gas leak and killed everyone there and blah 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 i was supposed to die there i'm like but then what happened to that those that poor old couple like you know what i mean like they, their whole fucking lives are ruined for tony todd's fucking vengeance Right. And when you th I'm just having this thought now, but it makes complete sense that this is what 
would be sort of drummed up for this movie because you know what we're kind of talking about here in its essence really guys is a butterfly effect yeah that's mm-hmm. actually very true so like all we're doing writers of the butterfly effect is making a sort of butterfly effect final destination mashup well, movie that's true they posited i mean we posited in that uh when we did the butter the episode on the butterfly effect that the writers were like stoned out of their mind because they're talking about all these stupid like philosophy you know time quantum physics all this shit and like doing it in the dumbest way possible it seems like they got off the weed and got on like light beers for this one <laughs> light beers <laughs> Because it's very boring for the most part. Other than the setups of like the actual deaths, almost everything else is boring as shit. Yeah, I uh, stopped smoking weed and picked up uh, drinking Michelob Ultra. <laughs> Look, I, I, I like Cord's Light. Yes, I know. I know it's only good when it's cold, but I have a refrigerator, okay? So, fuck you. Yeah, you see this but- little blue mountain there? That means it's ice cold, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to tap the Rockies. Oh, wait. Oh, my mountain's going gray. <laughs> Oh, I ain't drinking out of no gray mountain. <laughs> I got a chug before it gets <laughs> All right. The mountain gets right. I have my film franchise fucking towed to your house, and all you got for me is light beer. <laughs> right. uh, what, do you want, what do you want for me? The mountains are blue, though. Blue mountains. I went to gray. Okay. I'll put this in the refrigerator, and tomorrow we'll have a nice flat morning beer. For you. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. A little wake up juice. Oh, yeah. Flat the Rockies. <laughs> Uh, so we have um, kind of another like spectacular sequence here because they I think they realize like, oh, fuck, you know, we got to just make this. We got to keep it like a 90 minute movie. We better kill off a lot of these people quickly in succession because well, they're, uh, they're driving because um, the, the, the deputy has caused totally illegally, by the way, caused this, uh, the pregnant woman to get picked up by the other police. And is it a holding cell? Yeah. Oh, right. And that's what's interesting about it, too, because I feel like I, I was reading the Wikipedia after I watched the film, and I believe they misidentified them as working for the same law enforcement agency, but that's a state trooper, and this is a sheriff's department dude. I guess they know each other, surprise, surprise, probably Facebook. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of private groups, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. And a couple of Punisher Skull Avies talking to each <laughs> <Yeah>. other. <laughs> exactly. Oh, dude. I need you to yeah. pick up this immigrant woman. I don't know if she's immigrant. She's just not white, so pick her up. She's driving. Having a white van. Trust me, it's for her own good. It's stolen, okay? Let's say it's stolen. NP, dude. NP. Nominous <laughs> NP. And he. It, this is uh, Aaron Douglas of uh, of Battlestar fame. Right, the chief. And you want to talk about Final Destination? I'm curious about, because Battlestar Galactica, Andrew, has two cast members, two prime cast members that got wrapped up in the Nexium thing. Oh, don't I now, know it, now, dude. I, only, I haven't watched the, the Vow yet. I kind of really want to, but I haven't dug in yet. I know it's um, Callie, the woman, the character that he ends up as Chief yes. Mary. Grace, no. Grace Park. Is the oh, other, the other one? one? Yes. Yes. I was, yeah, Boomer. Okay. It, Boomer is yeah. Boomer is the character named Grace Park is the actress. That's great. Well, Grace Park is still working, isn't she? Yeah, but she didn't get Nikki Klein, uh, who played Callie, got way deeper in, and I think Grace Park was just a little bit in. Because I think what happened was it was like, oh, Battlestar's over with. What can I do? Oh, what's that? Hawaii Five O. See you later, Nexium. 
Well, here's you my thing: only, you can only convince Canadians that Albany is like a place to <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> exactly, but it's the Shangri-La. I totally agree with you. But my question is: so the rec- recruitment was going heavy on the Battlestar set. Did Edward James almost ever ever go to a meeting? You think, or was just like, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> No, it's exactly that because Edward James almost is a dude that could sniff that shit out. All that kooky nonsense a mile away. If someone goes up to Edward James almost and says anything to the effect of, did you ever think how you could further unlock your own potential? He kicks them in the fucking dick and walks away. You're looking at the height of my potential, asshole. (laughs) Yeah, totally. You're looking at it. Kick in the dick. I ain't wearing no sash. Look, motherfucker, I'm friends with Joaquin Phoenix. You think you scare me? Totally. Uh, That's just yeah. Get your stupid volleyball out of my fucking face right now. Uh, Yeah, I was trying. And hey, could you sit up on that couch? Why are you always fucking laying down talking to people? (laughs) Why don't you sit the fuck up and have some respect for your audience? You weird chipmunk-looking motherfucker. We're talking about Keith. Keith Raniere, yeah. Nice. Speaking of people you want to kick in the dick, dude. What's he up to? I don't know. No spoilers. I, I intentionally, uh, well, one, I realized I forgot what happened in the court case, <laughs> but then I was like, I'm not going to look it up because I don't want this true life event spoiled for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of there too. I, I think I know. I think I do know what's happening, but I won't say. Um, yeah. So whatever. The, so she's she, while she's in uh, being held against uh, illegally, she goes into labor and the chief has to like nebishly drive her to the hospital but meanwhile yeah. Kimbler's having these visions where oh no the van's gonna go into the river and that's gonna cause a big problem chief blah 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 chief while she's in this holding cell and saying my water broke and all this is aiming a gun directly at her like the whole yes, time oh, totally. and yeah. i'm just like is this setting up something or are you just doing this as a goof and you just don't know what to because it's not like they focus on it as a ten- like a tense thing well, isn't that just you know regular old proceed? I, I guess procedure? that's true. Is to aim it uh, at the belly specifically, make sure it's lined up and you can get a good shot. When you're dealing with a pregnant woman, you just got to make sure that, for your own protection to yeah. aim it right at right at her uterus. Right, because if that baby comes out and that baby's packing heat, man, you'll fucking get dropped look, by that baby. Look, if you want to play with the big boys like ice, you have to shoot a pregnant woman. Okay, that's what you got to do. <laughs> The big boys. <laughs> oh, this country stinks. Um. So whatever. Yeah. This is when yes, half the cast gets picked off here because they're like on the same highway and there's a car, another car accident here. Well, their tire blows. That's out. right. Uh, and the SUV is free, you know freaking out, and they are they they wind up playing chicken with the van that Chief is uh, driving here with the woman in it. Uh, and so they drive off the road on like this farm property and, you know, he's, the chief is like, holy shit. Like those people could be hurt. We got to stop. And she's like, I said, keep driving. (laughs) This is insane. Like he, he, I guess they radio for an ambulance or do they even. Yeah. He makes a call in and then it's, he fucking peels out and leaves these people injured on the side of the road. But it's like, first of all, like 
your other sheriff's deputy or whatever was not at the station when you left and now there's no one there because like <laughs> he was like i need the car to take her to the the hospital like you could have just had an ambulance take her and you could have remained a cop and maybe responded to this scene <laughs> yeah as opposed Good to this, like fucking look who's talking nonsense like oh she's <laughs> pregnant and she's mad at me oh do you think that the two of them fucking get married at the end of this they movie? might <laughs> they really might it's, it's kind of a meet cute <laughs> Uh, so like, you know, all that crazy shit happens. There's like a lot, this is where like, they all almost get killed. Yes. So they all think they've like dodged a bullet here. Um, the, the cigarello lady is like, she was the one driving the car. She's pinned in the driver's seat. Cause there's like a log that has gone like through the door, but like didn't hit her. It's just like pinned her into the yep. seat. Again with the logs, um, by the way, it's Canada, man. You can't fucking <laughs> fart without seeing a log. <laughs> Uh, and the dude Eugene has been like hit with some shrapnel or something, so he they think he's got like a collapsed lung. So he's the one that like all these farmers come out like, what's going on there? Well, and this- they're like, call a fucking ambulance. <laughs> there's all this PVC pipe everywhere. That's- yeah, I, I, it's like I think they're supposed to be like redoing like their irrigation system for the crops or something. And there's like gasoline going through it because of some other the news van or that's like yes. that's recording it like it, it punctures its gas line and it goes through there okay mm-hmm. exactly and like you're like waiting for the shit to hit the fan because this is final De- destination two it's the last like 20 minutes of the movie and you're like okay i know what to expect here and then the movie stops dead so this like rocker emo oh, guy can go moment. up to kimberly to be like <laughs> Hey, so by the list, I'm gonna die after you, or I'm gonna die before you. And she's like, "Yeah, I think so." And he's like, "All right, here's the deal. Here's my ID with my uh, uh, address on it. Here are my keys. When I die, if I die, I need you to go to my house and throw out all my paraphernalia and my porno and anything that will upset my mother." <laughs> and- and you know what? This is what I need, like, kind of playing. Because Kimberly survives. Spoiler alert. I want this playing over the credits, her just going into his apartment. like really, And the credits are just going. There's, like, no, there's no music at all. And it's just no no dialogue either. Just, like, <sighs> and, like, pulling down these posters and shit. Totally. And there's, like, there's like tons of pornography oh, absolutely. in this apartment. Absolutely. Fucking destination right there. <laughs> it's, like, the end of the conversation. Like, yes! That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> just tossing it all uh, yeah, dude. you know what uh get rid of my yeah all the drugs all the porn mm-hmm. all the oh God, you know what just burn my house down how about yeah, that we'll what, just burn it better, down better check for pornography inside this drywall he goes there he's like listen anything that seems a little bit loose yeah there's that's that's a false wall that's pornography behind it um uh give the good uh give a good once over to the floorboards <laughs> couple of them loose ones yep you guessed it pornography under the floor my backup 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 uh pound of horse is behind the toilet <laughs> under the tile well You're... now that that's done how about some haunting saxophone <laughs> <laughs> the great end of this movie yes. man it would be amazing <laughs> oh speaking of the toilet why don't you open up that tank there's a garbage bag inside the water and yep you guessed it more pornography in and there. you're gonna want to bring a power drill to go through the hard drive you want to you want to like really swiss cheese that dude um uh if you have if there's a smell in the air the body must be rotting so you know what you're gonna have to pull up the floorboards again but this time in the master bedroom <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, so, you know, there's an insane thing that happens right here where these firefighters get the jaws of life. And, you know, they're trying to, like, cut this woman out of the car. She smoked a cigarette while pinned inside of a fucking car. Yep, absolutely. Uh, first of all, big problem. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, hey, ma'am, could you pull that out, please? And it's very important to note here that, like, another way that this woman dodged it being killed is uh, a, a spiky, you know, piece of wood or something. Maybe it's more PVC piping. It looks like I don't piping. remember. It's piping. Yeah. Goes through her headrest and like just misses her the back of her head. So she's like sitting there waiting to be cut out of the car, and the the fucking firefighter like starts going at it with this thing, and she's like, "Whoa, can you do that? You know, gently or whatever." And he's like, "Fine, I'll just put it on quiet mode," and <laughs> jams asshole. it back in and sets the airbag off and knocks this woman's head back into the headrest. Boom, she is impaled you know, with this. Maybe you should have cut that fucking plastic pipe first. Yep. And all, yep. Well, this guy's now, he lost his job and is now traumatized for the rest of his life. Absolutely. He has to live with this every day. Probably, I mean, he'll probably I, fucking, you know, speaking of putting rocks in your pocket. I don't know. He, you know, this is set in the United States. He probably got a promotion and a raise. <laughs> oh, that could be true. Now he's the fucking fire. Yeah, the fireman do that too? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> And the instant that she fucking drops dead, she drops the cigarello. It falls into the piping in the irrigation system where all this gasoline from the news van has been, uh, you know, collecting. And it sets off this insane chain reaction. Well, this is one thing that's important before this current chain reaction. Uh, he say, um, emo guy saves a kid, this little kid that seems really not non-essential uh, from getting hit by a car. Right. I think his name oh, is Brian. Sure. Maybe yes. I think yes. I think that's what the mother screams at the end. Oh we yeah. Well, this is this is Noel Fisher. You yep. may remember him from some of them. Their Twilight movies. He voices Michelangelo in those uh, Michael Bay TMNT movies. Canada, Canada, wow. Canada, 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 Canada. Is he? Yeah. Is he in the Shameless? Yes, okay. he's the son in I Shameless, so, yeah. and he. I think I first saw him on that kind of good Eddie Izzard show, The Riches. I think he was the son there too, maybe. He would have had to have been pretty young. Well, no, yeah, it was around this time. So yeah, it could have been. This this kid is actually he's um he's pretty much my age. He was born in 1984. Oh. Yeah, he was yeah, he was on the riches also. Yeah. So he, he's yeah. Stay tuned for that kid later, exactly. <laughs> uh but um yeah, yeah, this thing uh this fence explodes and cuts emo guy in three somehow. It's just the most ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And like, you see, the only way we can keep the cows in is if we put piano wire across the fence. It's, uh, <laughs> they're scared of the piano wire. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah, they've, uh, they all saw these cows here. All cows that come into my farm, I show them Abe Vigoda's death and the Godfather. <laughs> they don't fuck around with that piano wire fencing, I'll tell you that much. I mean, he just, he is split into three pieces. Gots it's ridiculous. Too. You get a little uh, intestine. Uh, yep, totally do, totally do, which is kind of great. It reminded me of, uh, there's a scene in that first Resident Evil movie where they're like, oh, yep. look, lasers. And <laughs> yeah. someone gets like totally cut into little cubes. Well, yeah, that guy gets cubed. And then the guy from Johnny Mnemonic just gets sliced right in half by the laser oh, wire. Right. Interesting. Yeah, previous episode, previous episode. Johnny Mnemonic. Um, so yeah, so that dude's dead, and then 
she has another vision where, and get ready for this, everybody, it's Dr. Kalarjian. <laughs> and we, she thinks that uh, this woman is trying to kill the baby that she's delivering. She's like, I saw a vision of a doctor in a hospital strangling something. And yeah, I don't know, Kalarjian. <laughs> and I was like, what a weird name. I sure hope they don't say that last name 30 times. Oh, what's that? Okay. It like outdoes the number of times people are saying Bosch in the movie chat. <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, it is it is one name that they're repeating a bunch of times, but there are like seven different pronunciations of this name throughout it. Like somebody's calling her Kalarjian, someone's a Kalarjian, like someone's a Klarshan. <laughs> Well, again, it's kind of a hard name to say, and you're yelling it throughout this movie. It's just, you should have had something. Johnson. Um, Yell yell Johnson throughout the movie. Or hell, Bosch. Dr. Bosch. Let's do it. Um, So it's now uh, Ali Larder, uh, AJ Cook, and the the deputy, they're they're in the hospital. Ali Larder's like, let me go check on T.C. Carson just to make sure he's okay. Um, meanwhile, he's got some other, he's getting final destination. Like everything's rolling around in the room and the Reaper is working very slowly for Eugene right here. I have to say not, you know, I was like, can we speed this up? You're not going to make it. Uh, I'm going to give him cancer. (laughs) That's a good move. Reaper. Uh, and like, yes, the, 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 the tubes are coming out of him. He's like freaking out and shit. And like. Um, Actually, uh, it is 2001 now. How how do you kids want to? You want to fly from Boston to California? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, go on. I mean, that's yeah. Uh, all this is <laughs> happening while they're like Kalarjian. Where's Kalarjian? 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 The funniest fucking thing is like they catch up to her. She's like she's been called into um, Isabella is the name of the the pregnant woman. There's a complication going on with the delivery. The cord's wrapped around the baby, so they're like, oh, get Kalarjian in here. She's the cord expert, I guess. And they see her, and this deputy is like, oh, hey, Kalarjian. And this woman turns around, and he's like, police business, and slams her up against this wall. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, Kimberly runs up, and, you know, as it turns out, they didn't need her. The You know, the baby is birthed, totally fine. You know, and they're like, wow, we fucking did it. Isn't this so great? Yay. They find Allie Larder and it's like, hey, we did it. She's like, but I can't find Eugene. And they're like, don't worry about that guy. It's over with. We never have to see him ever again. And she's like, "Mm, maybe not. Finds him. And the whole thing is like death has been letting some oxygen seep into the room. All of the vents, all the ventilation in his room uh, is stuffed up. The vents closed. The door shuts. All of that. Uh, and then the the cord on his um, life support system is sort of like dangling, like, you know, kind of coming out of the wall, but not really. And he don't even know it. <laughs> he, he definitely don't even know it. Neither did she, because Ali Larda goes to open this door and the plug like falls and makes a spark. And she and this dude, Eugene, are fucking incinerated. This was an incredible turn for this And the movie. rest of the hospital is like, oh, what was that? Oh, never mind. Back at the business. Da, 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 Sounds da, like da, something Kalarjian can take care of. <laughs> but I mean, like, she gets burned up and you, like, see her flesh burn, too. Yeah, it's kind of like Terminator 2 for a second. <laughs> exactly. You expect her to, like, turn into a, a robot skeleton and keep going. <laughs> 
And then Kalarjian comes in with a shotgun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no, Tony Todd's like, I knew it. That's the only way she could survive. She's a Terminator. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's ridiculous. And... You know, then so for some reason, Kimberly like figures it out. She's like, oh, wait a second. I saw this thing with like the a van was going into the water, but there was bloody hands. Oh, because of that explosion. I like I fell on some glass and now I have bloody hands. And then she sees what is how does she realize here? I think it's a little bit of uh, usual suspecting because there's something yes. she sees on the wall that's like drowning victim given new life. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, you know, where it's drowning just, victim lives again or something. It's a, just a, a, a bulletin board thing. And she's like, that'll do it kind of a thing. Yeah, and she's like, oh, new life. I have to die. And this dude's like, wait, what? And before he can say anything else, she just goes, get Kalarji. <laughs> and I was like, no, stop it. I was like, cut back to Tony Todd. It's just like, uh, you know, I just meant, uh, you know, you have to become a born again Christian. But okay, go try to drown in the lake. Yeah, just like change your, your ways, you know, uh, give up sugar. That gives you a new life. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Yeah, just, just stop drinking soda. That's all I want you to do. <laughs> I, just, I just love that, like, not only do I have to, you know, potentially die in this, like, drowned for a minute, I'm going to also take an ambulance and make sure that's off the street. <laughs> yeah, oh, hope you don't need this hospital. And I'll also be inconveniencing this poor Armenian doctor once again, <laughs> what, I guess. What, what'd you say? There's a bunch of electrical equipment in here that's worth thousands? I never mind. Just in the water. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, there's, there's someone in the back, like someone on the grenade, like, no, please. <laughs> you do not resuscitate, right? Okay, good. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, like she goes underwater. This dude, like, jumps off the dock, uh, you know, goes and grabs her out. And then the next thing is you see what she saw in the vision, which is this Dr. Kalarjian just working on her in the emergency room. She brings her back to life and. You know, this dude has this line. He goes, thanks to you, we cheated death. And, like, the sun starts coming out. Yes. And I need Tony Todd. Like, you need to cut to Tony Todd. And it's like, he could be back in the mortuary. It's totally fine. He just sort of looks up and he's like, next time, gadgets. <laughs> next time. Foiled again. Because he, he is thwarted here. And the last scene is just like. They're at a barbecue with the with the farmer folks, and they're like, "Oh, thank you so much for inviting us to this barbecue." And this- I don't know what's going on there, man. Because you the know what, dad is like, there. The dad's been out I mean, of the movie forever. This is oh, a- right, her dad, Kimberly's yeah. father. Yeah, and this is another problem with not having any of the characters connected in any way whatsoever. So yeah. now we're just going out to have a barbecue or grilling or whatever with some people we met on the side of the road. <laughs> A while back, oh. yeah, because it's a, it's a year later, I think. Ah, right, when we're done with the ribs, I can show you my my, my uh, piano wire fencing. It's, uh, it's <laughs> yeah, next it's level like, shit. Why would you return to this fucking clear point of tragedy? Like those people should have sold that house. All of this stuff. And they even ask her, like, they, "Oh, Kimberly, how's your summer?" Like, it was great. I'm like, was it Fun. great though? Like, <laughs> aren't you grieving for all the people you just saw murdered? Uh, I had a fun summer. Yeah, which is like, okay, so like, yeah, I guess the movie sort of started, she was going on spring break, so we're talking like March or April is when all these horrible things are happening. So then it's like, 
so figure the summer's over. Maybe we're talking like a little pre-Labor Day BBQ. <laughs> sure. So you're totally fine after like four months? That's it, man. All right. Uh, I mean, you know. if I believe I can literally beat death, I'm down a dark path after this. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to jump off the fucking roof and think I'm going to survive after that shit. <laughs> I don't need to wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, no, Eric, you, you would actually still want to wear a mask because you don't want to get anyone else sick because you're not a total asshole. Uh, that's the idea. Oh, Wrong. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, so in the course of this conversation, it's like, oh, yeah, and our son Jimmy or, you know, whatever his name is there, uh, Brian, uh, you know, oh, Brian, you know, you're such a little grill master. Aren't you so great? Oh, yeah. Well, I had an exciting time, too, when all your uh, friends came and died <laughs> on my front lawn. <laughs> Your uh, your one buddy there, who uh, Dad's piano wire fence made short work of, uh, he saved my life. I almost got hit by a car, and they're like, "Wait, what?" And sh- he like goes back to get some more, you know, food off the grill, and this fucking grill just explodes. This kid goes to pieces instantly, <laughs> and in a true like. Sam Raimi, yep. Peter Jackson horror gag. The arm of this kid falls on his mother's dinner plate. Oh, I gotta tell you, I, it tickled me all the right nice ways. Was. It's a great ending. I mean, but yeah, you're right, Andrew. Why would you go back to this scene of like the grisly murder of two people you knew? You know what I mean? Like that happened yep. like 30 yards away, not even. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, you know, it it sort of reminded me of I finished jury duty a few years back mm-hmm. and this guy was made some joke about like we got out of it and it was a whole like went to trial, did the whole thing. And it was this guy like we step out of the courthouse and he's like making a joke like, so what do you think? Uh, maybe like this time next month we all meet up for drinks. And I was like, I have a feeling we don't see any of us ever again <laughs> and walked away. Yep. And it was kind of that. It's like, oh, you know what? My buddies were eviscerated on your fucking property, sir. I will never see you again in my life. I'm sorry we brought death itself to your farm, <laughs> but you will never hear from me ever again. That's how that works. It absolutely should be. Uh, and that's the end of the movie. It's kind of a nice blackout gag, which I did appreciate. I mean, you know, I think that from the way we've been talking about it, I'm not entirely sure everybody uh prediction wise here so i'll i'll just start us off would anybody recommend this movie steve we'll start with you i would i I think this movie is really fun i think it's the at the very least the opening uh scene is worth it alone that is on youtube you can probably skip that the rest of the way if you wanted to but i do think like at least two or three other deaths including the ending are worth it it's i think it's the best of the whole series honestly i really do i think it's i think it's bad it's like the actual screenplay and story are miserable because all they're doing is explaining you a very thin premise over and over again but yeah everything else uh, makes up for it it's a lot of fun that, that's me anyway uh eric siska oh is steve jumping the gun there you haven't seen four or five that's right? fair that's fair yeah i mean i just went to my letterboxd review for final destination five and i think i'm i think i alluded to earlier that there's a um i don't know like the whole dynamic of like can you you can't get killed for certain things, but right. I, I do write that there was a uh, uh, there's an I'll take your lifespan action thriller kind of twist to that movie, Ooh. which is weird. Ooh, um, interesting. But my rankings, I you know I would recommend this light. It's a light recommend. I think the kills are good. I think there's not much there otherwise. Not that there's a lot in the other installments of the franchise, but I still think one and three are 
I think three is like so bad it's good and it's more fun to watch for me personally, but I think one might be the better film out of those first three. And then I guess my rankings were back in the day, one, three, five, two, and four. And four is the bottom of the barrel, folks. Ooh, uh, Chris Cab. Uh, yeah, I'd rec- recommend this. I actually, you know, most of the deaths here, I think work really well. Like the, the opening is of course the best part, but like that kid getting smushed by glass. I mean, if you pause at the right time, they must have built a cake boy <laughs> to like throw the glass on. It looks like oh my poor little cake boy. It looks like he gets actually smooshed, which is great. Like I've just they never frosted seen it. him. <laughs> oh man. Okay, uh, chefs, what's in your baskets? You've got Doritos, <laughs> um, uh, jalapenos, cake boy, and. Uh, a huge pane of glass. Boy, that's a very hard ingredient. A very hard ingredient. Oh, you've got jelly in you, great cake boy. Uh, oh, my God. Um, you know, it's I sweet. I, I would use the cake boy just to bread the chicken, honestly. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I have seen all of these, and I, I guess my ranking would be three, one, two, five, four. Um, I still the third one having a Mary Elizabeth Winstead really really helps that movie for sure. Uh, she really yeah. does anchor it in a way like I don't even think Devin Sawa really anchors the first one. It's more of a community movie because you have more stars right. in it. Um, but yeah, yeah, like that's what this is missing to me is like there's no presence uh, from any of these characters really. There's no other actors. than other than Tony Todd, of course. Yes, I think the more I think about it, to me at least because. You know, to a degree, these aren't movies. Like, the first movie is a movie, but then after, like, I think what they realize, and you can see it totally with the second movie. Like, I think they just realized, like, oh, you know what people just liked was the fucking insane deaths. Let's, like, do more of that, and the story is kind of secondary. And I'm kind of with them on that thinking almost. And I've only seen the first three, like I would say, but I think, honestly, for me, that ranking is kind of like a three, two, one. Mm. And also with regard to that, I think, you know, one is still the closest. It doesn't walk and talk in the exact same way, but it is still closest to the era of the Kevin Williamson yes. talky talk sure. stuff a little bit. And by the time we're here and definitely by the time we're in that third movie, the, the, any pretense of us trying to do anything besides make smoosh deaths, you know, is out the window. So... I just think, like, the dumber these movies get, the more fun I have. <laughs> um, but I, I did enjoy this movie. I would totally recommend it. Uh, but, yeah, three, two, one. And I want to say I don't want to wait now until the next time we inevitably do a Final Destination <laughs> movie. I think I might just watch those other two, get it over Definitely. with, finish that franchise. I've been doing a lot of franchise finishing recently. Like, I rewatched Candyman a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, shit, I've never seen those sequels. So I went and I did that. So like I might do that with this, uh, but no, had a had a total blast. Blast. Do not uh, regret one ridiculous second of this movie. And that, friends, is the first entry of four weeks of spooktucular uh, titles here at We Hate Movies. And of course, you'll be tacking on the fifth. We love movies. 
uh, spooktucular title. Um, and of course, if you subscribe to our Patreon, you've gotten the Big Daddy Dispatch. You know what all of that is about. But if you want to get in the know here at We Hate Movies and get things like the Big Daddy Dispatch and episodes of our sideshows such as Animation Damnation, the aforementioned The Nexus, which is our Star Trek show, uh, Gleep Glossary, all of these great added bonus things, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash we hate movies. We got a lot of rad stuff this month uh, for the AD, Steve. What are we talking about this spooktacular We are doing month? a big boy. We're doing the uh, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And some of these ADs aren't animation damnations where we hate it. Sometimes it's a, a WLM animation damnation. I think that's where we're going to be here. But we'll see. Mm. Uh, yes, we got that going on. And then, uh, Eric, what is happening over on the Gleep Glossary? Well, on the Gleep Glossary, to kind of tie in with the Mandalorian coming back on October 30th, Devil's Night. Um, right. <laughs> we are doing the Death Watch Mandalorians. Give some context to that show if you didn't keep up with the Clone Wars, because if you didn't, good job. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Chris, do you know what our WLM is? Oh, I sure the fuck do. Yeah! It's Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre 2, baby! Oh, that's a two. That's a two that Woo. I love. Oh, it's going to be a good time. I, and I think, you know, I, do we want to say what the spooktucular commentary is? Because that's all wrapped up in here. Yeah, well, I'll go for it, dude. Well, it's the Evil Dead 2 commentary. Uh, so we're going to be making a syncable commentary to the great film Evil Dead 2. Um, so a lot of fun. This is sort of like our Christmas yep, here at We Hate Movies. It's the most wonderful time of the year, indeed. Uh, you know, and as always, of course, here on We Hate Movies, every Tuesday there is a new Prime episode. So, Steve Sadak, what is the next spooktucular title we'll be talking about? Uh, we'll be talking, this is a Roman numeral guy. Uh, it's Uh-oh. <laughs> Species 2. Ooh. And we're inviting uh, Angelica Jade Bastien back to our fine program. And she, she's going to do a great job. Like she did, She's our species expert, I guess. Indeed. Absolutely. Uh, species expert or, you know, come on and talk about whatever she wants, like <laughs> cruel intentions. Uh, so we're super hyped to have her back next week uh, to talk about that fine film, something I've never seen. I've been sort of saving it ever since we did the first one because I was like, you're not going to want to watch that twice. I'm positive <laughs> I've seen the first one for the second one for all the wrong reasons at some point in my misgotten <laughs> oh. youth, but I don't remember it at all. There it is. Cabin, have you oh. seen the second one? Oh, movie? yeah. You know who directed it? Peter Medic of The Changeling. Ooh, another friendly Canadian, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So until next week with Species 2 and our good friend Angelica Jade Bastian back on the show, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. Take it easy. We all go a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's got one good week. scare. Sometimes. That is what I... Time to keep your appointment with the command. Keep your appointment with the command. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Coming to get you, Barbara. You sick fucks. You've seen one too many movies. Nah, Sid! Don't you blame the movies! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos more creative! Excellent day for an exercise. An excellent day for an exercise. That was a headgum podcast.